Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay, let's begin. One, two, three, four! It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is choked when the pressure was on. Son of a... The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, a Friday, the 9th day of February, 2024. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. There's Kyle on the other side of the glass, and there's Dougie T. Go Niners. There we go. All right, your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get in on the text machine, like, share, follow on the social at Listen to the BS. Uh, we'll start the live stream here at 7 a.m. on our Facebook and the 98 Rock Facebook uh, YouTube channel. At The Bailey Show, we uh, just posted uh, the BS Uncensored podcast. We released it yesterday because uh, we were a little late doing that, but it's very, very good this week. I actually I really love our podcast. Um, if you want to hear about uh, regretfully being perfect. Uh, you can listen to. Oh, nice problem to have. That, that, yeah, well, you got to listen because it's not it's not what you think. It's regretfully Ooh. being perfect. So uh, that is up on the YouTube channel. So closer to eight o'clock, we'll get you those tickets for the Sacramento Scream House uh, for Valentine's Day, the Valentine's Day haunt that they're doing. Uh, FBI Fridays in uh, uh, closer to nine a.m. this morning. Uh, my friend Randy Cross, three-time Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, will uh, join us closer to 7 a.m. here this morning, talk about the uh, the big game on Sunday. If you, is it me, or has Super Bowl week been pretty lackluster? Like, the storylines going into Sunday just have been dull. Like, there aren't any, really. What is normally out during this time? Because I... I guess I don't know what's supposed to be happening leading up to the Super Bowl. Well, like, this is like media week. I haven't seen hardly anything, like, show up online. There's no, like, viral moments. There's no... Yeah, so so the idea would be for a non-football fan like yourself Uh to be interested in the game on Sunday by hearing something, like Nelson said, virally or just through word of mouth that make you... That makes you interested in a player or something happening on Sunday. Okay, I understand that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the Super Bowl halftime show, right? It's like that's it's not I really could, it's not for the football fan. It's for the non-football fan to draw you in to watch the game. Like the right. year they were talking about um, some brothers that were going to be going head to head against each other. Boom! Okay. That would be okay. the Kelsey brothers. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember that. There you go, the Kelsey <laughs> brothers. Or Kurt Warner goes from bag boy and. You know, Arena Football League to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, come back, and all that good stuff. Well, it's like uh, it's like that meme we talked about a, a week or so ago, Bailey, and that uh, Kansas City's kind of become the bad guy. So it's not about like Andy Reid and his ragtag gang of of misfits going to the Super Bowl. Now they're the the big bad wolf. Yeah, I watched some of the stuff from uh, Super Bowl uh, week, the media stuff. You know, you always have, like, a comedian that goes out. It's usually Craig Gass. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with Craig Gass, the comedian, but he's 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 usually the guy that goes out there and, you know, 
ask silly questions and stuff. And, and I like Craig Gass. He's very, very funny. But I haven't seen anything from him this year. It was Burt Kreischer that was going out there. But instead of asking legit Super Bowl questions, he was asking stuff because, you know, they're all fans of his. Mm-hmm. So he would, what's your favorite podcast? Or, you know, like <laughs> two bears, one kid, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was all about him, which I thought was pretty clever and, and very funny. But, you know, even the Taylor Swift stuff has kind of died down. Mm-hmm. You know, is she going to be, you know, go from Tokyo to, to, to Vegas? Yeah, of course she is. How about this? I got a question for you. I'm glad you brought up uh, Taylor Swift. If you're Taylor Swift, regardless if you can make it to the game, now you're only dating Travis Kelsey, do you foot the bill for a, what do they call it, a suite at the Super Bowl, regardless of how much it costs, so that uh, Travis's mom could be in a suite? Absolutely. I thought she said she didn't want to be in a suite. No, she said that we don't know if Taylor is going to make it on time, and no one should have to pay for it. She's an aw shucks, a very non-assuming, no, I don't need that kind of woman. She was talking about how expensive those uh, suites were and that no one should have to pay that. We don't even know if Taylor's coming. I'm just going to be down in the in the stands and be happy in the stands. But isn't that a big baller move and an impressive move for a woman that might be your mother-in-law? Okay. Well, first off, it's I think it's important before anyone answers that question to understand that I don't think that she has to pay for a suite. That's what I was going to say. Taylor Swift. Now, Donna Kelsey, maybe. Right. But Taylor Swift, I don't think, has to pay for a suite. The money that she's made the NFL just by showing up, uh-huh. that's the least that they can do for that girl. Sure. Uh, now... Uh, CMC's girlfriend, fiance, wife, the hot chick, Olivia, whatever. She's a she's a deal. She's a thing. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a there was somewhat of a storyline earlier in the week of you know is he going to get her a suite to sit in? Can she can the, can he afford it? And he can afford it, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're not going to give. You know, here's the thing though: these players really do have to buy tickets. Like you know, uh-huh. they, they just don't. They're just not given everything because there's so many people. You know, you can't just say, okay, well, you're Debo, so you get, you know, eight tickets and you're not really playing. You might see some play. You don't get any. You can't do that. (laughs) So that the players actually do have to buy tickets. I mean, you hear it throughout the season when they go back to their hometown. It's like, yeah, X uh, fill in the blank uh, foot uh, foot the bill of, you know, $20,000. So all, you know, friends from high school and his coaches could come to the game. Mm -hmm. Like they really do charge the players. Now they might give them a discount and might give them a really good deal. But they really do have to pay for the stuff. Okay, that makes sense. To answer your question, yes, that's what you do, of course. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you pack. But then you got to go, okay, well, who, who do I allow in the suite? Mm. Right? Like, you know, if you're Taylor Swift, you go, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's just going to be Chiefs fans. But you've got CMC's girl who, you know, is a big deal, right? She's a thing. Yep. And you're like, do you let her in? No. <laughs> yeah, I said no. You don't let her. No, in. not at all. You can't. I think. I think a big, a big brain move is maybe find out the celebrities that that mom likes the most. You right. know what I mean? And then reaches out to them, says, "Hey, I got this. I got this suite at the the Super Bowl." Well, they, you know, it's going to be tons of celebrities there. So mm-hmm. you know, they're going to all be in suites. Whoever paid for it, you know, whatever they're going to be in there because they. That again, that's like the halftime show. They want to show these celebrities on television. Now, to you listening, you're like, I don't care if I see a celebrity on TV. I just want to watch the football game. I get it, you know, and and I understand it. But that's not how it works, you know. You that's that's why 
people bring in the celebrities. You watch an NBA game and you have pick whoever it is in the front row, they're getting hooked up because they're being put on camera because it makes the game bigger because that celebrity took time. It's just the power of the celebrity. You don't have to like it. I hate it. But mm-hmm. it's real. It, it, it's a it's a thing, and, and, and people w- are tuning in to see it. Just like right now, they're they're having dance offs at the basketball games, um, and people are tuning in literally to see two celebrities dance off across the courts at each other. Right. You know, and, and it's fun if you can do something fun uh-huh. like that. So here, you know, I brought up the storyline thing because it's always about the storyline. Everything in life is about a storyline. That's mm-hmm. what makes people interested. Uh, so the 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 only. It's weird. I've seen this story run numerous times. Now, I don't know if it was like put out on the news wire and then just all the stations picked it up because usually that's how this works. But I see this story popping up over and over again. I'm like, this cannot be the storyline for the Super Bowl. And it's about, do you have the right and safest television to watch the Super Bowl this year? What? I have, Look, I've never seen that story during Super Bowl week. Now, I've seen... You know, people sell televisions, have TV deals. It's the best time of the year to get a TV, blah, blah, blah. To get big screens. But the story's all about is your television safe for your kids (laughs) that it's not going to tip over and fall while you're watching the Super Bowl. Okay. That's that. Now, look, I know it's happened and it's very sad, but I don't know if the damage is the same from the big box days of television. <laughs> Thank right. you. Those things were way Thank heavier. you. You know, versus, you know, plasmas were heavy. Yeah, yeah they, plasma will knock you out. Plasma, in the right circumstance, could take could claim a life, maybe, or put you into some serious brain damage. And I'll be the first one to tell you that TVs are dangerous. Just in the past couple months, I've been injured by not one, but two TVs now. Mm-hmm. Both of them. How's the, that wrist? The, well, I got a scar for life right from the, from for what i thought i was in the stud and i was not where i had to go to the emergency room and everybody knows that story and then just recently the storm that we had this past weekend ripped my television out from this metal mount hollow metal mount on my patio so i was adjusting it and the damn thing fell on me again hey. oh no, no so Dude, you can't win i no. saw so you know i went i went to Home depot last night and i bought so you know i gotta rig it a little bit and do some brackets and reinforce it and all that kind of stuff so i know it's real okay it's, i think it's designed to specific, specifically for you yeah it, 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 maybe that's maybe you know the internet reads your mind maybe i'm the only one that's seen this story very good doug very good give yourself an applause very good so i guess the first thing that doug has said that didn't sound like a soundbite right (laughs) doug always seems to talk in sound bites (laughs) that was a good one doug people don't think he's real they think he's ai i'm just pushing buttons yeah i'm doug (laughs) so anyway i guess you know according to the news the the only storyline that i've really seen is make sure your tv's safe you know, safer, safer little hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Safer little heads, I guess. Well, speaking of TVs, I walked into Costco yesterday afternoon, and they've got the Super Bowl. You know, the TVs are over on the right, all the snacks are on the left, and everyone's clogging up the aisle just to get to that. Yeah, well, this is like supposedly the time of year to to buy a television. You know, I mean, that's a, the best deal. So mm-hmm. anyway, all right. Uh, I will tell you, you know, Super Bowl is, uh, is Usher, right? Yes, it is. The halftime show. Usher, baby. The rumor is he's got a couple surprise guests, which is good. I like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. I especially like it that they released that information before. But as rock fans, we every year get irritated and frustrated that there's not a rock band that plays 
I don't know. Who was the last rock band that played the halftime show? Is it the Chili Peppers? Um, uh, dang it. I had that answer in front of me just a minute ago. I mean, unless you want to do Adam Levine, Maroon 5, Chris Martin, a cold play. He went out and joined, what, B, uh, Bruno Mars? The Who played. Uh-huh. Yeah, but The Who was well, way before. That was a long time ago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, if you can look that up. But I can get, I, I think I have an answer on why rock bands don't play the halftime show at the Super Bowl. It's a very simple answer, but you might have not thought about this. Uh, another reminder, the Lonely Hearts Dinner. Our Valentine's Day Lonely Hearts Dinner at Bennett's Restaurant in Roseville. We got spots to fill. I need yes, to fi- need to fill them today. If you're single, you don't have uh, a date for Valentine's Day, and you want to join us next Tuesday for a, a glorious, amazing, delicious free meal and some free bees and a really cool grand prize, which I'll tell you about here when we get back. Uh, then you can reach out to us anytime during the show today. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Hang on. If you'd like to join us next Tuesday at Bennett's Restaurant in Rizville, we have the BS's Lonely Hearts Valentine's Day dinner. We still have nine spots to fill. We are trying to match up single people, men, women, straight, gay, doesn't matter. We just uh, don't want you to be by yourself for Valentine's Day. I know we're doing it next Tuesday, and it's not technically Valentine's Day, but close enough. Everybody will receive a 98 Rock prize pack, and we have a grand prize uh, from Enjoy Restored Health and Aesthetics, which is this softwave neck lift, which is a $1,500 value, non-invasive, no surgery yes. needed. You can do it anywhere in your body, but uh, nonetheless, you know, you get free food, and uh, we get to hang out. So if uh, that is you, reach out to us this morning. Tell us your situation, your story. There's 99.999 chance you'd be in. 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get on the text machine. Or social media. All right, the answer to why rock bands don't play the Super Bowl halftime show anymore. What was the last one? Was it the Chili Peppers? The last rock band to to be the only rock band was yes. the Who. What year was that? 2010. 20, the Chili Peppers were after 2010. Yes, they, they were. were. Fe- they were a featured artist with Bruno Mars. No, it was. Yes. T- no, it was Bruno Mars. Yep. It was featured Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mars was the halftime performer. The Red Hot Chili Peppers were the featured uh, act that was added to it. Coldplay was a headliner in 2016, but they weren't solo. They had Beyonce and uh, Bruno Mars. So Coldplay could be that answer, depending on which angle you're looking at. All right. Well, the Maroon I, 5 the same way in 2019. Yeah, they're not a rock band. Um, so oh, stop. <laughs> you shut up. Well, yes, they're they not. Are. They're not yes, a, they are. They're a pop I thought band. They were a pop band. They're a pop they band. They are not a pop band. They might have become a pop band. They used to be a rock band. Okay. Well, the reason why rock bands don't play the Super Bowl show is uh, very simple. Is because they're not easy on the eyes. They don't mm. dance. They they just go they're they're musicians. You know, they Yeah, go, they sing and play. They sing and play. And you go, "Okay, well, what's your point, Bailey? You know, it's a halftime show and it's supposed to be about music." Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's 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 not. It's about the spectacle. It's about, you know, even if you're not like you have to understand the 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 NFL and whomever Jay-Z or Apple whoever's putting the Super Bowl halftime show together, you have to look at it from a standpoint as if you're at a party and you've got the the game on and the Super Bowl halftime show comes on and you see a bunch of dudes singing and not moving wearing tank tops with long hair, do you really want to turn the volume up? I mean, I do. Trust me, I'm not bashing it. I, I, there, mm-hmm. There'd be nothing better than than Metallica to play the Super Bowl halftime show. But they're not going to ever. 
because they don't sing and dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're not really playing live. So they need to get a manufactured act. And that would be, you know, an usher is perfect because the guy dances. He's an incredible dancer. You know, you can bring out the surprises. His yep. songs are catchy. People know the music. And, and he's, you know, part of that genre where you don't you don't care if they're singing. You just want to hear the song because you're dancing. Most of the time, you're not even looking at the stage to begin with. You know what I mean? Yep. So you're just looking at all the things that's happening and going on. Like I always say, the the year Justin Timberlake did Trolls, that was my favorite because all the things that was really going on on the field. Right. The uh, Katy Perry with the shark. Nobody remembers. You couldn't tell me the playlist of Katy Perry songs when she performed at the halftime show. Mm-mm. But you could tell me about some dude in a shark outfit. Yep. Yes. Right? <laughs> or the giant lion that she rode in on. That's the other, yeah, the other thing I remember was the huge stage piece there. Yeah. So that, the, the you know, it, it kind of, boom, it was an epiphany the other epiphany the other day. I was like, oh, well, that's why. You know, so like every year we get our hopes up for a rock band and we bitch and we complain and then we bash the halftime show. It's like, you know, uh, hosting an, uh, a, an award show. Whoever performs can't win. But I got to tell you, they don't care about your opinion. Because you know what? Their streams are going to skyrocket afterwards. <laughs> Happens every time. That's all they care about. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, Stephanie in Sacramento, good morning. Good morning. I hear that you're lonely for Valentine's Day. Is that true? Yes, I am. Oh, my God. You sound so sweet. How could someone like you not have somebody to spend <laughs> Valentine's Day with? Uh, you know, I'm a workaholic. Two jobs, just hustling, you know? Oh, you poor thing. What are your two jobs? Um, I work in accounting for Toyota, and I work at Fixins Soul Kitchen. Oh, you got kids at the house? Oh, I love Fixins. No, I'm single, mm. gay, so I look like a little boy. So huh. it's really hard. Uh, okay, <laughs> to, uh... but hold on, but but you but you, you even though you look like a little boy and you're gay, you sound like you would be who the girl Lacey that's going. She wants a girly girl. She wants a yeah, girly are you, girl. Yeah, are you fe- are you femme or no? Yes. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm more stud presenting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, then okay. that, that's this would not be a match in that regard. Technically, can you both? <laughs> can, can you Bo Jackson it? Can you play both oh. sports? <laughs> I can play and I'm going to tell you right now. I'm definitely the pitcher. <laughs> okay. Well, we call that a top. Okay, well, <laughs> Bailey, just so you know, understand that's a that, in that parlance. Well, at least at least we you know we can get you there. So you know, Lacey has <laughs> you know somebody to talk to, right? I mean, not that she's not going to talk to anybody because they're straight. Well, yeah. But right. you know, it'd be it'd be good to have a like-minded person there. <laughs> do your they- friend do your friends ever put you in that position where they're like, well, listen, Tina's gay, and then just because they know that <laughs> Tina's gay, they bring her around, not taking any of your uh, preferences into account. Yes, all the time. All the time. The boys always do that. Well, well, here's here's what I don't want to happen with this, right, is I don't want someone to feel left out, right? So I'm I'm glad you Mm -hmm. called and you want to participate because, uh, you know, know, Lacey was sweet enough to call, and she's by herself, and she's a lesbian, but she's like the tuxedo type, right? So... (laughs) So I was like, well, we'll find somebody for you, but I can't spend, you know, the entire show looking for uh, a, a femme, as you call it. So, mm-hmm. so, but you sound really sweet. So I, I really hope you, you want to join us next Tuesday. Yeah, I am definitely down to join you guys next Tuesday. I bet you are. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so okay, so I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to get your information, and then who knows? Maybe by the end of the show, we'll find some, as you call them, fems. Yep, some fems. Mm-hmm. Some fems. I don't know the lingo, but I'm just I'm just trying to be cool. All right, Stephanie. Well, you're on the right track. All right, you're very sweet, and thank you for listening, and thank you for joining us, and we can't wait to meet you. Okay. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a wonderful day, okay? You too. Hold on for a second. That's great. She sounds so nice. She does sound mm-hmm. nice. I'm yeah. waiting now for uh, Vince and our muscle guy to call in. They they want to be added to the list. They hit us up on the text machine. Is that one of the guys, <clears throat> excuse me, that wants you? Both of them do, actually. Damn! Yeah. Both of them do, so. I have them tentatively on the list. You better, Hopefully they'll call in. You better make sure that you're celebrating, celebrating VD and not getting one. Right. Never. Oh, no, my thank God, you. Yes. <laughs> say, oh my God, yes to that, Nelson. It's funny. It's you. a good joke. I don't want you to get VD. Obviously, it's just a good joke. Sounds like you do. All right. Remember, everybody gets a 98 Rock prize pack. Uh, enjoyed restored health and aesthetics has given us this soft wave uh, neck lift for $1,500 that uh, we'll give out the night of. So, only taking what now? Eight more spots. Yep. All right, first round of headlines, what do you got? I'm going to tell you who the Kings have now partnered with and what bomb was found in Florida. All right, two big stories from today. Get your first round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. First round of headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nikki D. There's a new Lion King at the Sac Zoo, H1. The amazing African lion. Ah, good morning. Or is it good afternoon? Uh, Who cares? I'm lying down anyway. (laughs) Oh, that was tiring. Actual audio (laughs) from the lion talking. That's good, guys. The Sacramento Zoo will be bringing the newest resident with the help of the Kings this week. They have a new three-year-old male African lion. Um, They've already showed some video of the lion coming out and peeking his head, looking around in the zoo. They had him quarantined for 30 days before letting him out into his new habitat. And the reason why the Kings are partnering up with the zoo to bring these animals in is they're launching a strategic partnership that's based on commitment to community, and they want to make their uh, the zoo there a little bit more modernized. Weren't you, what were you guys arguing about? Was that Nelson? Uh, yeah. You and you and you guys were arguing about what who has the best zoo in the country yes. in the world? In, Omaha in the world. Okay, in Omaha. I chose. I sent the trip advisor. It was on CNN. Omaha <laughs> Henry Dorley <laughs> Zoo, number one zoo in the world. San Diego Zoo, number two. You know why they had to put that lion in quarantine though, right? Because he's a lion. No, because you can't get the, you can't get him to wear the mask. You know what I mean? They just they keep taking it off. Well, you got a buzzer handy. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> not too much falls flat on the show. But like, what? It's worth it. Sometimes you got to stretch. You know. Sometimes you got to reach for it. it you know, I knew it was bad when I heard him panting. You know, before <laughs> I got. I think I'm going to get this out. <laughs> if I, the formula's good in my head. <laughs> oh, the mask. The line. The, um, the, and what were you, you were saying? You got me all wound up about the damn zoo. That's why I'm out of breath. You're really passionate about this Omaha Zoo he thing. He is. Anytime you bring it up, it's a whole argument about that zoo. I've never argued about a zoo before. Oh, he's like, yeah. oh, it's the inside and it's the outside and it's the, it's the world's largest indoor <laughs> the jungle, jungle in there. Largest <laughs> indoor cares in the world. Do, do the animals come out when you walk by? That's all I care about. There's animals all the time. There's animals. I've never gone to the Henry Dorley Zoo and not had an animal experience. That, that was the problem when I first moved to Atlanta. I was like, you know, I said the kids were younger. I was like, well, let's go to the zoo. That's what you do. Let's go to the zoo. 
And we walk by every exhibit. I'm like, all right, come on, somebody cue the lions. Like, let, let's let's. There's, like, I think one's over there. There's birds. You know, you see birds everywhere. You never see the animals. Right. It's like they're gonna, always resting somewhere inside. A good zoo is going to have the zookeeper in the exhibit, and then like when people walk by, they're going to whip it. You know, so it runs. No, you don't do that. <laughs> Send the damn thing out. You know, that's why we're here. That's why I paid my money. All right, second story. A construction crew found a piece of history, H2. The sheriff tells me that you can't even really tell that it is an old World War II era bomb. It actually looks more like an old water tank. That's a tough, those are tough lines. <laughs> World War II era bomb. Yes, it is. <laughs> wow, that's good for you, dude. A construction crew down in Florida was working on a future college campus, and that was near the Florida airport, and they unearthed a World War II era bomb. Now, they did find out that it wasn't active, so it wasn't, you know, at risk of going off. They still evacuated the area just in case, but it is a Mark 65, which is a 1,000-pound bomb. What's the Florida? Florida airport. I've lived there most of my life. What, what is what is that? It just says near a Florida airport. Oh, does it say what city? Tampa. Oh, okay, Tampa. Yes. Okay, gotcha. They found the, <laughs> the one of the neighborhoods. Actually, the last neighborhood I lived. I mean, this was years ago. Um, used to be the old Navy base, which makes zero sense because it was in Central Florida, like nowhere close to water. <laughs> but there was a Navy base close to downtown uh, back in the eighties, and then they demolished it. And they'd put up this neighborhood. It was like mm-hmm. a live, work, play, and and, and I, I lived there. And when they were doing the construction, they were finding like live grenades everywhere. And wow. even even after I moved in, when there were you know condos and what, houses built up, they would still be doing construction, and they would like they would still find stuff. And I'm going. How do you leave this behind? <laughs> You're like, how do, how, it, they must it, have to get out of Dodge fast. It's not one or two. Over the years, they were finding live grenades buried <laughs> underground. Like, who, who was like, all right, let's close up shop, guys. But, you know, hey, Bill, don't forget about the grenades in the box. And just Bill leaves them behind. that day. Yeah, leaves them behind. All right. Well, Randy Cross, he's a three-time Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers. One of my dear friends. One of the greatest guys. You could possibly meet. And the 49ers, I think, are playing on Sunday. It's Allegedly. A, it's a big game. They're the baby faces, according to the storyline. The Kansas City Chiefs are the new New England Patriots. In this country, the more you win, the bigger heel you are. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, see what Randy Cross has to say here in just a minute. Hang on. Good morning. Appreciate you being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Uh, Kyle on the other side of the glass trying to get a hold of Randy Cross. He's ready to go. We're just early. There's Dougie T wearing his 49ers shirt today. Are you a true blue 49ers fan? Well, you know, I grew up in San Diego and a uh, lifelong fan. I won't even say the name of that team because they left me. So, uh, But the Niners have always been my NFC team. And so once that other team bailed on me, I'm a Niner fan. Yeah, that's so, al- that's always kind of like that weird thing with with sports fans when a team leaves the city, they take it so personally. Oh yeah. And I I, I just I don't know if I buy into that. Like if you're a f- you know, it's the fair weather fan syndrome, right? It's like if you were a fan, they left, they left for a reason. What was the reason that they left? Well, it's always about money. Money. Yep. Yeah, so well then what was the problem? Well, not enough people showing up to the stadium. Uh not enough people supporting the team. That has, you know, then you go into, well, why was that? Well, probably because they weren't winning. 
Well, that means you have bad management, bad leader. You know, so it goes and goes. But it's not about you. you can oh, yes, s- it is. You, you know, it's, <laughs> the fan always thinks it's about them. It's not Who about. Who else is it about? It, it's, but it's not your fault that they, I mean, not you personally. It's not Dougie T's fault that they left. I know, but he could be mad at them for leaving him after all the money and effort and time he spent watching them and supporting them. I followed that team for 50 years. Yeah. So, you know. Pro- probably, you know, if if you look at teams that have left a city, I would say the Colts would have the biggest Oh yeah. the biggest beef with anyone because of how it was done. The I mean, midnight l- departure. Yeah, yeah. Like, they literally backed the trucks up. Yep. Oh, yeah. they, backed, they had news helicopters <laughs> following them going to Cleveland. That was the saddest thing I'd ever, you know, and I grew up in that area as a kid and I, but I chose to be a skins fan and not a Colts fan. So I'm like, God, man, I, you know, even at the games today, when the Ravens play the Colts, they won't put, Baltimore on they usually put the city yeah they'll put you know Baltimore or they'll put you know whatever they won't put Baltimore on the scoreboard they just put Colts I think or is it the other way around it's one of the one of the two but still to this day they uh they won't put the name of the city because they're still scorned oh yeah by 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 how the departure was at least the Chargers didn't you didn't get to watch them leave San Diego right you know what I mean oh yeah uh, he is a three-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers, 81, 84, and 88. Uh, probably the most hated man in Cincinnati because the Bengals have not won because of him, uh, or a lot of it has to do with them. It is my friend Randy Cross. Randy, how are you? What's up, Chase? What's up, man? Would, would hey, you- uh, the, good, the, the good news for the Baltimore fans is they got to watch the Browns leave Cleveland to go to Baltimore. Yeah. So, would you say, based on that conversation, that Colts fans have the biggest right to be that fan that will always hate them because of how they left the city? No other team has left a city like that, right? Not quite. Not quite. I, you know, I, I think the Cleveland situation is pretty close to lose their team, have them go there, become the Ravens. And they keep their colors, and then what? Three or four years later, years later, the NFL sold the idea that hey, we're giving you back your team again, and it's not an expansion team. You're still the Browns, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but the, the Ravens fans are diehard. I mean, when the Ravens popped oh, up, yeah. it, it was like a whole new like my family that's still up there when they were younger. The the younger people in the family, they just grab like the Ravens are huge in Baltimore, huge. Uh, yeah. It's not even a question if you're a skin or a Commanders fan or not anymore. Growing up there as a kid in the you know in the late seventies and eighties, it was you had to make it, both teams represented Maryland, even though the Skins were DC, of course. Um, yeah. But now that's not even a question. You're you're a Ravens fan if you're there anyway. Um, yeah. So we got the game on Sunday, right? You got the the Chiefs are the bad guys now. That's the storyline, right? Because the more you win. <laughs> In this country, if you're a winner, the more you win, the more of a bad person you are. So the Chiefs are the new Patriots. And then you have the San Francisco 49ers. Eight. This will be the eighth Super Bowl appearance from the 49ers, the sixth from the Chiefs. This would also, if the 49ers win, make it the sixth win, which means that, Randy, you are a part of, if they win, half of those, which is kind of a cool feeling. How do you see this playing out on Sunday? Um. I, I well to start with Jason. I was pretty surprised that the Niners were a favorite 
going into this game. I think we talked about that last week. I, I looked at it and went, huh? I mean, did these guys see these games the last couple of weeks? You know, Kansas City goes on the road to Buffalo and beats Buffalo in Buffalo in their conditions and everything else. And, you know, San Francisco kind of struggled at, with two home games. But, you know, that is kind of what it is. I, I, I think for all the attention to the toys and the quarterbacks in this game, I, I think Pacheco and, and, and uh, McCaffrey are going to really hold the, fates of these ga- the fate of this game for their respective teams. I think the, the running games are going to dictate a lot of what happens. And if you're, if you're honestly, if you're Kansas City, you're pretty excited because the Niners went from allowing 90 yards a game to the last two games in the playoffs rushing, they, they allowed 160. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a huge deal to me. I think if that's Kansas City, that's a glaring red light. I look at everything about those last two games and try to see how I can replicate it. The Niners have you know, arguably the best back in the league in McCaffrey, and I, I think he's got an opportunity to be gigantically impactful. I think if he gets anywhere near 100 yards rushing, you know, 90-plus, it's, it's going to be a, a win for the Niners because if he gets 90 yards plus, that means he gets another 50 or 60 receiving, and that kind of impact, you know, wins the game for the Niners. I, I think San Francisco wins this game. I think Kansas City, and they go toe-to-toe and just trade blows. Um, and I think it's a, you know, I don't know, 20, 27-23, 31-24, that type of game. And it's a, it's a late touchdown by the Niners kind of wins it, but I think it's a, it's a close game, and it's going to be a – Incredible ratings winner for CBS. Yeah. You know, is it me or anytime, you know, when you get to Super Bowl day, teams that even are great through the air, and both of these teams are, especially with Mm -hmm. Kansas City and the emergence of Rice, right? Um, Mm -hmm. When you get to Super Bowl day, it always turns out to be a running game matchup. Am I off on that or, or am I thinking weird? Am I thinking weird on that? No, I don't think so. I, I think that's at its base, you know, at its essence, that's what the NFL has always been kind of about. And no matter how much they've morphed into a seven-on-seven league, um, the running game rears its ugly head this time of the year, especially in these big games, um, to basically be the, the determining factor. You just don't flip the ball all over the field, ignore your running game, and win a Super Bowl. I, I, I don't know if there's been an example of that really happening, you know, where you, you run for 30, 40 yards, but you still manage to win the game. You've got to be able to do that, especially later in the game. As the, Niner, as, as the Niners did against Baltimore, where they didn't run the ball late, and as the Falcons did against um, the Patriots, where they refused almost to run the ball late mm-hmm. and put that game away, you, you get later in the game, you get in the fourth quarter, You've got to have that closer, and the Niners have the closer with their tight ends, their fullback, and their running back. God, can you imagine at halftime if Kansas City's up twenty-eight-three, uh, or vice versa? You know, with Kyle uh-huh. Kyle Shanahan going, "Oh man, not again." <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got a he's got a few demons to exercise, but. Yeah, he's done a he's done an amazing job, and I think he's going to power right through it. Yeah, because you you know you look back at like the Eagles, you know everybody was thinking you know when they were in the Super Bowl is there going to be a big Jalen Hurts? 
Miles Sanders was a star. You know, go back even more years to, like, the Bucs. And, like, where did Michael Pittman come from? Like, the dude had a crazy game. You know, and it, it always comes down, and, I, and I've always wondered, Randy, if it was because coaches get tight. And, you know, throughout the year, you're putting on a show for the fans. And you can, you can afford possibly a loss uh, or mm-hmm. two. But you, you, you do understand the business aspect of it, and everybody wants to see the high-flying offense. But when it comes down to the Super Bowl, all that's off the table, and you go back to what has always worked in the game, and that's your ground-and-pound attack. Yeah, I mean, I'll go back to you. You mentioned this team a little while ago. I'll go back to the Super Bowl between uh, Washington and, and San Diego. In the uh, in San Diego, Washington, and, and yeah, it was not San Diego. It was the Broncos in San Diego. Um, that was Doug Williams and the Smurfs. It was Elway and his great receivers and all that stuff. Who was the star of that game? Running back, a little-known running back, runs for over 200 yards, and they just have a blitzkrieg in the second quarter and just blow the Broncos away. And it was led by that running game that suddenly, I mean, nobody even knew who Smith was going into that game. But, you know, after that, he still holds the record in a Super Bowl for rushing yards. So it's – for all the for all the, the cute toys in this game, and I, I love the receivers. Um, I think there's some some demons to exercise for Kansas City as far as catching the ball in big games like this. Rice, you mentioned, has done a great job. Kelsey has mostly done a great job catching the ball, but they've got other guys that have sort of had silicone on their hands at times in these games. But you know, I, I think the Niners with Ayuk and whatnot have have a, a group of talent guys that are gonna. They're going to be highly impactful. And a guy like John Jennings, who's operated below the radar, probably the best blocking receiver in the league, is going to get a chance to make some big plays down the field. Yeah, it's always that one guy that you, you didn't see coming, especially if you're you know doing some prop bets like an anytime touchdown or you know those types of things. You always want to find that one guy that's a plus 800 or so, right? And, and that's, my, yeah. that's, that's, that's where I'm looking to with Jennings because – you know, you, you just got to think. It's like, all right, well, you know, they're going to be looking out. They're going to be looking out. They're going to be looking out. They might not be looking out so much for that guy. If you're the NFL, Randy Cross, and you're, you're you know, the, the, the conspiracy is the script is already written, right? But if if you're the NFL, how do you want to see this play out for the fans and viewership? Um, if you're the NFL, I, I think you want a game either tight all the way or a little one-sided early with a furious charge at the end yeah. by, by one of the teams. That's, that's what you want. And you want, you, want the, you want the point, you want the game not to be in question late. Mm-hmm. I, I think because of just where you're playing, people are, you know, we all love conspiracy theories, you know, the, the, the government is certainly not batting a thousand, but we all love all these various conspiracy <laughs> theories about a lot of different things. And that really lets your mind wander when weird things happen in a big game, especially when it comes to penalties. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to see a penalty to, to watch, watch holding against Kansas City. They absolutely tore Bosa's jersey off last time they played. They held him every single damn time. And it was never called. And if that happens again, it's going to be another win for Kansas City. Yeah. You know, I think that you definitely don't want 
there's a lot of things that are going against the 49ers. Like, you don't want the game to be left in Patrick Mahomes' hands with less than you know two minutes left. You don't want the game to be on the line if you're a 49ers fan and Butker to be kicking the field goal because, you know, that's bad for you. You definitely, mm-hmm. I don't think, as much of a Brock Purdy fan as I am, and I love his story, I don't think you want to leave it in his hands with the last two minutes of the game, right? Um, you know, the only thing I think you have going is the coaching staff from the 49ers standpoint is a good coaching staff, but Andy, yeah. Andy Reid's pretty damn good too, right? So. Yeah. So there's a lot of pluses, and that's why there's a lot A lot of the money, the Vegas money is, you know, Kansas City's, they're, they're the underdog. So people are going to make a, a, a bunch of money if they win, in which most people, well, not most people, but, you know, half, half the people think they will. So yeah. it should be pretty interesting. I, you know, I, I, I really think, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that um, you want the game in Purdy's hands late. He's proven that the last two games. He's proven it innumerable times during the course of the season. That he's got that DNA. He's got. He is that guy that can, and he'll do it while he's quoting Bible verses, and he'll have the biggest smile on his face. But at the end of the game, you'll look up, and he'll be standing there with your still beating heart in his hand, with that big smile on his face, but, and you'll be a loser. But, and I take that kid. I take that kid in any situation. To be honest with you, Jason. But will Brock Purdy pull a Joe Montana like in the huddle with you, the famous? Hey, guys, is that John Candy in the front row? <laughs> and go 80-plus yards or whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if Brock Purdy knows who half the celebrities on the sidelines are going to be in this. If I'm Brock Purdy and I'm in that situation, the only thing I'm thinking of is I can finally get my own place if I score this touchdown because I'm going to get a payday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's getting a payday. Uh, either, hey, either way it goes, he's getting a payday. Let me ask you this before I let you go, Randy. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Um, uh, suites at the game and tickets for the Super Bowl. Players, do they have to pay for those? Do the Kelsey, does Kelsey's mom have to pay for it? Does uh, Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason Kelsey, do players have to pay for all that? None of that is given to them? You get, and I don't know what the number is now. When I played, you got like four or six tickets free. And then you got an option of buying, you know, another 10 or so at face value. And, and suites have never been comped. Never has, never will. Too much revenue involved. And in this case, when you're talking about seven figures um, for a one-day event, you're going to see a lot of really famous people in the stands in this game because that's utterly ridiculous. So uh, Taylor Swift does not get a comp suite, you don't think? Uh, the league might comp her a suite, and maybe she brings up the, the Kelsey's with her. Yeah, well, but that's that's what I, we're talking I, about. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think there is such a I don't think there is such a thing as a comp suite unless you're one of the owners of the game in the game. Yeah. Those those type of guys, and maybe you've got it written into your contract if you're with the Raiders that every time they're in the, that stadium, you get a suite. Uh, um, but other than that, no, no, you're paying full boat. Yeah, because I mean, all the money that girls made the NFL, you'd think they at least comp her a suite. But these things, I mean, the average ticket price I, now. I've read a couple different things. Right now, it's like close to 10k. But Jeez. but I did see, you know, I've I've got some buddies that are out there. And they have a. They do this every year. They they go to the Super Bowl location and they have a site or a guy and they wait till it gets down to the lowest point. And he was telling me the other day that it, he he saw some for like fifty five hundred. 
you know, which is yeah. still out of my price range, but he's like, uh, you know, we just, we just go and we just wait. And I'm like, it just doesn't, I, I need an itinerary, dude. I, you invited me to come. Like as much as I want to go out to Vegas, I was like, I need an itinerary. I got to know if I'm going in and I need to know you're paying for it. Cause I ain't, that's a little yeah, bit too I mean, much. If I, if, if I ever had to pay for a ticket, I would do that exact same thing. And I'd sit there until kickoff if I had to, <laughs> yeah. or they were going to eat that thing. And I'd get it for whatever, right? You know, whatever they're willing to sell it for. That I, I'm willing to wait that long. I ain't paying all those stupid prices. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, well, look, Randy's got an amazing podcast, uh, RandyCross.com. I highly suggest you visit the site and you subscribe and you join and you see and you watch uh, and you support Randy Cross, uh, especially if you're a 49ers fan here in Sacramento, right? You got to support Randy Cross. So make sure you're going to randycross.com. Brother man, I'll shoot you a text over the weekend. Give my love to the family and I'll talk to you soon. Are you, hey, are you, I haven't seen many pictures of you doing much grilling. Are you still doing the grilling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I have, I've been, I've been doing the grill. I just haven't been taking that many pictures. I'm getting ready to get back into it because I've been, I've been doing more rehabbing than anything else. I've had two knee operations, and I've replaced the hip in the last six months. So. All right. Well, I, it, it's, it's hard to grill and hobble at the same time. I understand. Well, we'll swap. Uh, I'm doing a brisket, so we'll swap some uh, some meat. Ooh, I like it. Some meat pictures this week. That's what guys I've got, do. I've got a, I've got a 20 pound wagyu sitting in my freezer. Oh, God, a nice good. Uh, what is it? The top of the line. Did you get the yeah. certificate with the wagyu? Snake, Snake River Farm, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, RandyCross.com. Brother, man, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks man. All right. Appreciate it, Jake. We'll see you. Bye. All right. There we go. Randy I'm going to send you some meat pictures this weekend, too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no thanks. Not from you. Uh, wrong Call that a Vienna sausage. You Again, what's wrong with him today? I don't know. Nikki, talk to your boy. I have no idea what's going on. Talk over to there. your boy. All right. <laughs> Still taking uh, anybody that's going to be alone for Valentine's Day. If you want to join us next Tuesday at Bennett's Restaurant in Roseville, they have a fantastic Valentine's Day menu, which actually kicks off tonight. They've got like a prime rib uh, deal, a lobster, a spiny Caribbean lobster deal. I mean, just and just the best food. Oh. They're such great people. Uh, so if you want in on that and uh, you're single and you got nobody, 916-909-0985. If you can answer this for me, why all the hate for Toby Keith? This kind of goes against everything I was saying the other week before he died, actually, about when people die, nobody ever speaks ill of the dead. Well, I think I kind of know some of the answer, but it doesn't make sense. This guy loved his country. This guy was angry. This guy supported numerous charities, including veterans. And there's a hatred for Toby Keith after he dies. I don't understand how you could do that. I just don't get it. All right, give us a minute. Hang on. Nelson, you spent some years in country radio. Maybe you can answer this for me. Um, why they hate for Toby Keith? It kind of what well, does? It goes against everything that we were talking about a couple weeks ago before he passed. And as we found out this week, he died at the age of sixty-two. Uh, he uh, had been battling stomach cancer. Uh, very, very sad. But and I love Toby Keith. I mean, when he came out with. How do you like me now? Right. You know, that kind of that was awesome. <laughs> and and I, and I know we had heat with the Dixie Chicks, mm-hmm. but uh, from what I understand, they started it. Like uh, after nine eleven, when he uh, he put out that uh, what was it the the red white and blue song the you know boot in the ass kind of thing. Brought to you courtesy of the red, of white, and blue. The red, white, and blue. Hey, look, I mean, that was that was what we were thinking after nine eleven. For yes. the, you know, like the guy put how we were feeling in words, mm-hmm. and so like the dude was a a total 
uh, patriot. The guy loved his country. And, yeah, I mean, he probably leaned to one side. There's no doubt about it. But he still performed for presidents that were on both sides of the aisle. And so, like, the heat with the uh, the Dixie Chicks was, from, again, from what I understand, they started it mm-hmm. because they went after him because of the song. And it was really not so much about politics, even though they were against the war after 9-11 and they were mm-hmm. not a fan of George Bush. And in country radio, you you know, it's, it's especially at that time, you, you definitely don't openly lean left, right? Um, and it's just the thing, you know? So either way, the guy did his thing. He did his thing. So it was more about the music. They just thought the song sucked. They thought it was too easy and that he was catering to the easy emotion of people when really, I want to think that he was He's just being patriotic. He was just angry, mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't know about y'all, but we all were. Yeah, yeah I was pissed too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, right. I said a lot of things that you definitely can't repeat nowadays uh, because but I was I think, angry, and rightfully so. But Bailey, I think that's part of it. Is that like remember we all came together and we were together for really a couple of years post nine eleven, and then everyone immediately went back to their corners. Well, Toby Keith never stopped saying the stuff that you don't say out loud so much anymore. And so outside of country music, that's why he uh, he got like a bad rap a lot of times because like the the same comments you make about yourself and how you don't always mix Bailey with California. He was just some dumb redneck from the south that's just running off at the mouth okay well okay so the the point that we were talking about the other week when you die nobody right. says anything bad about you they shouldn't and yeah. the and the one thing that everyone has in common when you know as far as a celebrity it's that they you know they were their own man they didn't you know they played by their own <laughs> rules you know and that is what everybody inspires to be right you want to be your own guy and you're you're an individual but everybody that says that like 98 percent of y'all are are sheep Mm -hmm. so when the one person that says what they want to say out loud and they are an individual then they're the bad guy they're not what they call a team player right that's the one everybody goes against right so you know i'm very confused is it just from the dixie chick fans that have been putting the hate out I mean, that's the only people that I've heard hate from at this point. But I'm sure there are other people now that they've seen that headline that will come out of the woodwork as well. What kind of stuff are they saying? Well, it, it was it, a lot of the Dixie Chick stuff was like, you know, her Toby Keith died. I hope the Dixie Chicks have a good day. Oh, you know, the, I mean, oh, that's horrible to say. Right. Is that bad? Yeah. I mean, even even somebody I don't care much for when I hear they pass. I don't make negative comments. Now, if somebody comes to me because they have and said, oh, my God, so-and-so passed, did you know? My response has been, yes, I knew. Now, I may not have given them the wow factor they're looking for, but I won't ever make a negative comment about somebody that's passed. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. like, a, there's like a handful of people throughout history and, you know, moving forward that you could probably go, you know what, it's, it's a better place. You know, mm-hmm. as far as like a, a name. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's going, God, well, there are people, unfortunately, but nobody's like, God, I miss that Hitler guy. You know what I mean? Right. You know, God, that Mussolini, if he was still around, it might be if different. If only. Right. If, if only. You know, so there there are those people that right. you're like, yeah, totally get it. There's obviously some people that would disagree. Very small. Uh-huh. Very small section. But for the most part, even if you rub somebody the wrong way, you say something wrong. I mean, everybody said something that someone else is not going to agree with. You know, um, I just, you know, going through the in memoriam of stuff and 
the other day in the um, uh, Quincy Jones. He's still alive. Oh yes, yeah. he's still alive. Yeah, Quincy's right? still around. Okay, but so I I didn't know if he had died or not. Right, so I was thinking like Quincy Jones, he was the one that trashed the Beatles when they were in the Ed Sullivan show. Right? I mean, I know it's kind of like far fetched, but I'm going like, why would you do that? And will that be remembered when the guy dies? Like everybody says something, but you don't. You know, I hope when I die. I've said probably a lot of bad things that people don't like. Actually, I know it. <laughs> that, that it. It might not be bad. It just might, you might not like it. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care what you think. But that doesn't mean when you die, you kind of tarnish the name of somebody. Mm-hmm. This, guy, this, guy, this guy did so many tours for our military, went over, helped him out, you know, raised money, Wounded Warriors Project, also, and you say bad things. I just don't get it. I don't know. I hadn't really seen much hate for him myself, but all the things I've heard. You're not on the Toby Keith fan boards? I'm not, but all that I've heard is is good things. Like, as soon as he died, I reached out to my best friend because I know she's a huge fan, and she gave me a rundown of all these great things and why she was sad. So I don't know. Yeah. Somebody has something to say. Like, don't your your fingers kind of get numb if you're posting something negative about somebody that passes? Like, doesn't that, like, feeling go from the keyboard stroke to your fingertips to your fingers to your hands and go, <laughs> and it starts to slow down a little bit, and then mm-hmm. it gets to your brain, and you go, maybe I shouldn't hit enter or that little arrow to the right. No, these people don't care, because most people who do stuff like that, they're not even man and woman enough to do it from their real pages. They go get fake pages and then throw out their hate. Yeah, I guess so. It was like... And they're just, looking for trouble. I was just surprised yeah. by that. You know, like I was saying with the in-memoriam at the Grammys, you know, I'm looking at some of those names and I'm going, every single one of them, there's one person that doesn't like them. You know, there's just one person out there just because they've they've touched so many people, they've been around so many people, especially the radio DJs that they had up there for the in-memoriam, which I'm really glad the Grammys put up there. And I'm going, but nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't because it's bad juju, right? It's bad mm-hmm. karma. Uh, but this one is different. I don't think I've I've seen anything like this before. Well, not before, but just recently. Right. I was surprised because that went against everything that we were talking about the other day. I was like, damn, am I wrong? Right. Or is he just the exception to the rule? I think he might be the exception. It, because he was rough around the edges. Yes, and he, polarizing. He was polarizing, especially mm-hmm. in the country music world. Country music wasn't used to a guy like that. I mean, he was, he was you know, for the most part, rock country. Mm-hmm. You know, if Toby Keith wanted to put out a rock song at some point in time, I think he could have because well, he's got that every, growl. Everything about what country music was at that point was a little bit of patriotism before he kind of came on the scene. But it was partying y'all and and love songs and, and that old country twang. And he came in and just punched people in the mouth. Yeah. Shane Gillis, the comedian, a guy that's, you know, again, another guy getting all kinds of hate for you know, things that he said on a podcast however long ago and whatnot, and he's going to host Saturday Night Live, and people are all upset and whining and crying about it and stuff. He does a great bit on country music. He's like, he's like, you know, you because know, he's, you know, he's a white guy, fairly <laughs> redneck, but I think he's from, like, Pennsylvania. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm white trash. I grew up, all my buddies like country music. I just never liked it. He's like, me, I like rap. But, you know, you go, well, why do white people like country music? Well, it's because it's easy and it talks to them. Why do black people like rap music? <laughs> right. Because it talks to them. It, that's why you're attracted to certain types of music. You can it, relate. Because you, you can relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, country music is very simple. They just write songs and sing songs about what they're doing at that time. Uh, right at that exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened the door to my truck. I sat down in my seat. Turn on my radio. Uh-huh. I started driving, and I yep. got to the diner. Like that's what the guy's doing, and he made it into a song. I can relate to that. He's like the rap stuff I listen to. 
man, these guys have amazing sex. I don't have amazing sex. I can't relate to it at all. Uh, right. <laughs> right. He's like, they're talking about depth and length and girth. You want more? I'm giving you all <laughs> Yeah, <that>. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm just happy to be there. <laughs> oh, yeah, Funny bit. Oh. All right, second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why a robot is being blamed for a woman's death and what a man found that the owner didn't want back. All right, second round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. The live stream is up on the BS. Excuse me. <laughs> and 98 Rock Facebook if uh, you'd like to join the rest of the Bugars. Uh, at Listen to the BS. All right, second uh, round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530, good air. Nikki D. So many things can go wrong during a surgery. H3. Those stunning comments caught on tape by a Houston woman who says she secretly recorded a doctor and staff during her surgery. Mm. Uh, and on top of that, there's another woman in Florida who her husband has now filed a lawsuit because during her surgery, uh, he's claiming that a robot that was used during her surgery, she was diagnosed with cancer, colon cancer, and they were going in to um, do some things in her small intestine. And he's saying that this robot, it's called the Da Vinci, um, burned a hole in her, which later resulted in her death. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. oh. So what yeah. does that have to do with her filming? With her what? Her filming. No, that was a separate story. I'm just. This is just about things that happened during surgery. Oh, okay. Yes, they didn't have audio for this. One. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about filming. I was no. like, oh, that's great. That's brilliant. I didn't know about the. <laughs> I didn't see the laser story coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to match the audio up a little bit better. I mean, I, I, I was. Well, sometimes you just have to do related things when you don't have. The audio. Okay. So how, how did they find out? They do an autopsy and they found out there was a hole or laser? Yeah, what? yeah. I'm sure her husband did some type of autopsy after her death because the whole, the, this uh, machine is supposed to do like a dime size incision into her small intestines. But what happened was the sleeves that goes on the outside of the arms or something like that, mm. they were not secured. So the energy was just blasting all around and that's how she got burned. Do you know how difficult it is to file a malpractice against a hospital? You either have to, and a lawyer, any lawyer will tell you this. One of two, one of two things have to happen, or both. Uh, well, I guess one of two. You have to lose a limb, mm -hmm. or you have to die. She died. Yeah, well, she died, so they win, right? Yes. But if if anything else, uh, it doesn't matter how crappy the service was, how much they screwed up. Because this hospital that my wife had her hysterectomy at was horrible. I had to fix the equipment. This is a true story. Wow. I wow. had to, and I'm not a doctor, and I don't. You're I'm not, not, and I'm not good at fixing stuff. I had to, by common sense, process of elimination, tube, stuff not going through tube, why not? Probably clogged. Let's get this fixed. Blah. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying remember that? that. Yes. And we looked into it because my wife was there in pain for an hour. I was pissed. And uh, they were like, no, there's nothing you can do. Well, that uh, one case that happened down in, in Georgia where they snapped that woman's baby's neck when they were delivering her, that a judge uh, finally ruled that they're going to consider that a homicide. Yeah. Well, so it's all kinds of things that's happening in these hospitals. All right. Second story, please. This man should have stuck with the finder's keepers rule, H4. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to find the owner. So I, I uh, dunked it in mineral oil, bought a magnifying glass. Well, I threw it on the buy swap, and this lady actually messaged me, and she's like, wait, I think that's that's my ring. 
A man with a metal detector discovered a lost wedding ring and tracked down the owner by placing it on Facebook. But the lady ended up telling him that she did not want the ring. It belonged to her ex-husband, and apparently he threw it in the river. Say, hold on, say that again? <laughs> All right, so a man's out metal detecting. This yeah. took place in Maine. He finds a, a wedding band, yeah. and after he cleaned it up, he realized it was a wedding band because it was engraved on the inside. So all he could see was, like, the date that they were married and maybe faintly somebody's uh, name or something in the band. So when he posted it online, this woman responds and says, hey, I think that ring belongs to me. Well, he asked her to tell him the dates that was engraved in it. It all matched up. He's like, well, this is your ring. Do you want me to send it to you? She said, no. It belonged to my ex-husband. We're not together. And apparently, he threw it in the river. Ah! So she's like, you keep it, sell it, whatever. She hates him. She doesn't want it back. That's great. Oh, that's fantastic. She didn't want to pawn it and get a couple dollars out of it? She wanted nothing to do with it. She told him to pawn it. You know, I can tell you this from experience. There's not a greater feeling of, of of, of darkness that uh, you will feel than when your um, ex tells you that they just sold the ring that you gave them. Dang. Oh. And I remember when my first wife told me that, and I was like, because I had it, you know, specially made, and also, I mean, this is when things were great. And, and things, you know, again, it was amicable when we ended it, and we're still friends to this day, and there's no hatred whatsoever. But I just will never forget that feeling. And yeah, I, I'd rather you not tell me. It, right. right. That's exactly Don't what I'm saying. Me. And, you know, I, and I remember I was so angry. The first thing that I did was go and sell hers. Yep. yep. <laughs> I went straight. Yep. I called my buddy at the jewelry store. I was like, hey, man, you there? Yeah. Okay. I'm coming over. I got a ring. I don't care how much you give me for it. I'll be there in five. <laughs> I want it out of here. <laughs> and I went over there. And then that's when, you know, the realization of guys' rings don't even come close to women's rings. Nope. You know, I was like, God, we get ripped off in those deals. Mm-mm. They get two. We get a band. We don't even get a ring. We, it's not even called a ring. It's called a band. Well, I don't know. Now men are getting fancy, and they're having the diamonds and all in their bands, too. No, what are you talking about? We go on to Amazon or go mm-hmm. to Dick's and pay 30 bucks for a silicone rubber. Hell, we do. <laughs> I wear this because I got too fat to wear it as a wedding ring anyway, but this is my wedding ring, and that's got diamonds in it. You're not married anymore. <laughs> I know, but now it's a pinky ring because I got too fat. Why are you still wearing that on your hand? Because he likes Because it's rings. a badass pinky ring. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's not me talking. Uh, Somebody oh, it's else. not you. No. Oh, that was, must have been bleeding in from the audience. Not where that came yeah. from. All right, I got a, a couple passes for the Valentine's Day haunt at Sacramento Scream Park. This is, if you've not been, one of the best, if not best, haunted houses you've ever been. And for them to do it during Valentine's Day is awesome. Halloween was great. I can only imagine what they're doing for Valentine's Day. So, a couple passes up for grabs. We're going to do a round of Game of Tones. Noise of sounds, tones, if you will. The category this week, Nelson? The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. So, you can pick either Team Bailey, Team Nikki D, or Team Kyle. Who won last week? I don't remember. Bailey did. (laughs) Did I? Mm -hmm. So, am I going for a Tony Tone Tone again? I think you're Tony Tone. Okay. Okay, so I'm going for two. Tony Tone, yes. Tony Tone, got it. All right. Mm-hmm. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Need some players. Start lining up. We'll do Game of Tones here next. Hang on. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Oh, oh, oh. I know that sound. Hear ye, hear ye. Dost thou knowest thy sounds? Then venture forth to engage in a spirited competition of Game of Tones. <laughs> What do you What's doing? that look? 
I'm telling um, Nelson that Let Your Light Shine Down is a good bull riding song. Is that what you were just mimicking? Were you bull riding? Yeah. Were you air riding? Yeah. Never yeah. let your light shine down. Mm, 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 mm. I realized it when the beat started going. <sighs> it was uh, very odd, very uncomfortable looking. <laughs> It's also just a very strange thing to get a message from on the Google chat. Like, Light Shine Down is a good bull riding song. Like, what if I hadn't looked at my phone? I wouldn't have looked at my phone for like another two hours. Collective Soul is the official PBR band of the year. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, let's turn on Kyle's mic. There we go. All right, welcome oh, back. It's uh, the BS. Hello. My name's Jason Bailey. There is uh, Nikki D. There's Nelson, Kyle, right there. Lovely That's Kyle. That's me. Yeah, he's wow, excited thanks. about the basketball oh. game on Sunday. Fired up. King's Thunder. Let's go. And there's Dougie T. All right, let's do a game of tones. Noises, sounds, tones, if you will. It is uh, Sacramento's favorite radio game on a Friday to win these uh, Valentine's Day haunt at Sacramento Scream Park passes. So let's get players for everyone. We've got Olga in Citrus Heights. How are you, Olga? Mm. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Who are you taking? Uh, I'll take Bailey. And I'll take you. Are you single by any chance? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Because we're doing this thing for Valentine's Day. I'm just yeah, looking for, for some him. more single people. <laughs> yeah, not for me. She's like, what? God, no. Ew. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. 17 years married. We're good. Uh, all right. Well, congrats. If you guys get divorced before Tuesday, let us know because i got a spot for you. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Misty and Antelope. How are you, Misty? I'm good. Who would you like, uh, Nikki D or Kyle? Uh, Nikki D. All right, Let's go. go. Are you single? No. Okay, just checking. We got That's a spot. So she thought about it though. Yeah, she She's did. Like, She's like, maybe mm-hmm. about to be. If you think harder and you become <laughs> single, let me know. Hang on. All right, got one more. Vanessa in Rancho Cordova. How are you, Vanessa? Hi. Good morning. All right, you get Kyle for Game of Tones. All right. Perfect. There we go. Sounds excited. Are you single? No. Okay. Jesus. We all got relationships. All right. Hang on for a second. Because we got like eight spots to fill for this thing at Bennett's on <laughs> We do, because my two men haven't called in yet. I'm well, putting them down as possible. Well, even if the two men call, we still got six spots to I fill. I know. Well, and even then, does those two men even count if they're trying to get some of Nikki D? No. They count. I mean, they may come there and be like, I don't like Nikki D no more. I'm going to talk to Vanessa. You know, you never know. I'm glad you're a realist because I was thinking I the same thing. Well, maybe they'll get there and see how she speaks to the wait staff. At, at right. Yeah. <laughs> Which will be wonderful. Uh, the category is Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl. Noises, sounds, tones. Two points mm-hmm. for songs. One for the artist, one for the title. Nikki, your buzz in. Faith. Kyle. Mac. And I got a woo. I'm going for a Tony Tone, even though I'm the current Tony Tone Tone, world heavyweight champion. Two-time uh, Tony of the Tone world. Tone of the world. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, I'm ready if you're ready. We're ready if you're ready. All right. With the category of Super Bowl in your minds, give me G1. Hey. And that would be Kyle. Oh! Wow. Okay, yeah, thanks. Right? That's a whistle. That is a whistle, yes. Not even close. Oh. You're saying there's impropriety in my call. No, I, 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 I no, I'm saying that that Nelson doesn't want to deal with me being upset. No, no, because they- no, no. <laughs> exactly what it is. I'm not playing, I don't play favorites in this game, and I will not have my integrity called to question. You definitely do, but carry you on. You are way off on that. But carry go ahead. On. That's fine. I'll win anyway. That's fine. <laughs> the growl. That's How about like you give me animal. G2? Let the games begin. Woo! Bailey. That is Bane. Batman. Mm. Can you give me more? Yes. I need need the title. Five. Oh, Batman Returns. And that's correct. Kyle. 
The Dark Knight Rises. And that would be The Dark Knight Rises, starring Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward, both players who have been in a Super Bowl. And Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy has not been in a Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> Your first opportunity mm. for two points. Right. G3. Faith. Nikki D. That is Lady Gaga. That's one point. And Poker face. And that would be two points for Nikki D. Mm. Woo. Lady Gaga. <laughs> Poker face. Also a point for Bailey. <laughs> How about then G4? Beyond the Bears. Kyle. The Super Bowl shuffle. And that would be absolutely correct. Yay. Oh, 1985 Super Bowl shuffle from the <laughs> Chicago Bears. <laughs> Does Bailey get a point for the year? Mm. Uh, no, so no. splitting points on this one. Give me G5. Faith. Nikki D. That's a police escort. That's incorrect. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he's a buffing either. Whoa. Bailey. Burt Reynolds, Cannibal Run. Cannibal Run is absolutely correct. Played for FSU. I don't know what that has to do with the Super Bowl. Terry Bradshaw was in the scene that you were just listening mm. to, and Terry Bradshaw has played in the Super Bowl. I should get 18 that's good. points. That's really good knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> you might notice a theme here. It's Super Bowl. G6. Personal file. Maybe. That would be Kyle. A referee. No, you go back and watch. You go back and watch. Is he right or not? That's incorrect. for Bailey. You said referee? Five. That's an official. I mean, that's incorrect. <laughs> Nikki D. That is a That is a um a flag on the play. And that would be absolutely correct. A penalty oh! is what we're looking for. Wow. They're looking for giving them the business. So the idea, Doug, is not to play the audio when the person's talking. It's the opposite yeah, approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my god, that's my favorite saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How about an opportunity? Wow. This is for definitely not my day. <laughs> How about an opportunity for two points and a comeback oh, for God. Bailey? G7. Faith. And that would be Kyle. Michael Five. Jackson. Oh. One point for Kyle. Billie Jean. Five. Two points for Kyle. Jesus. Come on. I got to focus. I know that. In the lead with five oh. points is Kyle. Nikki D in oh, second with three. And Bailey with just one point. Let's go. This is a good ear, by the way. I, I Thanks. Didn't, didn't catch it there. Give me. I quit. The person this is what we're looking for in this G8. You're in the Hall of Fame. You're a Super Bowl winner. Explain why it means so much to have your jersey retired. Um, I mean, that is like the ultimate respect from your team. Whoa, Bailey. Five. Oh four. My God, the voice. Three. Faith. Two. Chris Carter. One. That's incorrect. Faith. Nikki D. Shannon Sharp. That's incorrect. Yeah, that's us talking about it. back up. He's what you, you've done in, in New York. So, Man. oh, oh. <laughs> would be Kyle. Michael Strahan. Oh, Michael Strahan. Oh, I can hear America. it. I can hear it. Oh, my God. You even had the list. Yeah, dude. That was like tough. You mm. How about then for two points, G9. Man. Kyle. Satisfaction. Oh, very good. That's incorrect. Faith. Oh. Nikki D. Can't get no satisfaction. 
Give, give I don't me think I can give it to you. I don't think I can give that to you. Woo. No, Woo. that's incorrect. Bailing. I'll take the Rolling Stones. Okay, the Rolling Stones. I don't know. I know I went and snagged the Rolling Stone point, but that's yeah. one point to Bailey. And? I can't get, parentheses, satisfaction. Oh, that's incorrect as well. Ah. you dance and damn around it. Woo! Bailey. Satisfaction, parentheses, uh-huh. I can't get no. Uh, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Very good. Wow. That's very good. Wow. That's you, crazy. No, that's you crazy. said can't get no satisfaction. That's not enough. If you would have said I, I would have given it to you sans parenthesis. Mm. You did not say I. Sans. Got to get in the sands. <laughs> Songs, actually, is how that's pronounced. Oh my gosh. How about G10, smartasses? I want to watch you off these pigs. Sure. <laughs> Man. Kyle. The longest yard? That's incorrect. I believe I'd shoot this one. Yeah, you Should know by the music by now, Bailey. Woo! Bailey? Nothing. <laughs> Anybody else? Last guesses? That'd be Bubba Smith playing Hightower yeah, in... Police Academy. Academy. Oh, God. The police I haven't Academy. seen any of the 14 Police Academies. Out of all mm-hmm. the clips, you couldn't take right. the one where he rips the car door off? Like, I didn't. No, oh. I did not. No, I did not. I was thinking like deliverance or something. You have something. to make sure to cater this to Bailey. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to be called into question every 10 seconds on this game. <laughs> I want you to know Especially that I'm going to call I'm going to call you into question this question no matter what happens. We want to see you have a heart attack. Woo! 911. <laughs> Dog, give me G11 for 2 points. Okay. Kyle. No. Way. Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg. Okay. The next episode. No! That's correct. Why'd she say no? Because That's I correct. knew he was right. That's oh. correct. Yeah. I thought she said no. I was like, what? I think that's, <laughs> that's very correct. good. Nicely done. That's correct. How about G12? Game's about to start. There's Tom. Oh, what a beautiful. Whoa. Bailey. That five. Movie. Four. Uh, three. Uh, two. Brady with the ladies. That's incorrect. Ma- Kyle. 80 for Brady. 80 for, 80 for Brady. Oh. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Running away with yeah. it. A, two, a two-way tie for second place. Bailey and Nikki D both with three points. Not to call you into question, but I <laughs> buzzed in before Bailey that time. <laughs> What's the score? We both are tied with three. three, and Kyle has nine. It's nine to three. Oh. You can come back. You no. can come back. It's right here yeah. with G13. Blue. And that would be Nikki D. That is the national anthem. That is absolutely correct, Nikki D. Bye. Yeah, I'm going to just guess Whitney. Whitney and it is Whitney. <laughs> Are we giving two points out for that? I had not planned on two points for the national anthem. No, because the national anthem is not by Whitney Houston. Right. So that's why I would say that's one point. But yes, I'll give you uh, just a bonus. I was called the Star Spangled Banner. but I have both of them me. down. I would have accepted either, Kyle. Very true. Very true. Very really, true. Kyle? I didn't serve, though, so. <laughs> really? Just, I'll defer to you on you this. You just served up the right answer is what you did. <laughs> wow. Give him applause. I'm you got to serve. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Give me Doug G14. Move. And that would be Bailey. That is a nose. That is a beer. And that is a beer, Of yes, course you know, because it kept playing. Yeah, you got to stop the play thing over yeah, there, buddy. That's why you got to bring it down immediately. As soon as you hear one of their noises, uh, uh, Doug, that... Give me 
for two points. Super Bowl the theme in this game of tones. G15. Babe. Bailey. This is a song. The thing. The five. Uh, UCF bounce house. Four. That's incorrect. Put it. Put it back up. Babe. Take Nikki D. That's Katy Perry. One point for Nikki D. I kissed a girl. And that would be two points for Nikki D. Uh, mm. I think there's a parenthesis. There's no parenthesis. Uh, 60 seconds. G16, please. 211 left in the first half. Whoa. Al Michaels. And that's incorrect. It's not what we're looking for. Whoa. Kyle. The longest yard. Woo. That would be the longest yard. Yes. That's the new one. Wow. Yes. Longer, longer. The long, the longest, yeah. the whole. The, the original longest, longest yard yeah. is about five minutes shot. Mm-hmm. Two points for G seventeen. And that'd be Nikki D. That is Prince and Purple Rain. And that would be two points for Nikki oh. D. Making a game out of it. Not quite tight yet. Give oh. me, give me G eighteen. So it is an intent here, Jim. Mac- Woo! Kyle. Tony Romo. I will take Tony Romo or any member of the CBS broadcast or team. Or Jim Nance. Call. Yeah, that Jim was going to be on there in a James. second. Yeah. Ten James. seconds. Ten seconds. Give me two points. G20. Go to G20, Doug. Faith. Woo. Nikki D. That's Janet Jackson. And? Nasty. And that would be two points for Nikki what? D. I think there's a parentheses on There's still parentheses. G21. I'm about to catch you, Kyle. G21, Three. Doug. Drag, 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 drag. And now be Kyle. A quarterback? Quarterback, can you elaborate? Uh, calling signals? There you go. I'll take yeah. signal calls, yes, or cadence. Oh, and at this point, I think that's probably the 60 seconds, yes? Yay. Yes. Game over. Oh, I lost my Game two over. points. Oh, oh, Kyle. Points. All right. <gasps> Vanessa, congratulations. Told you, Vanessa. I told you. I'm told her we were going to win. You got a pair of passes for the Valentine's Day Haunt Sacramento Scream Park. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good weekend, all right? And again, if you become single, you let us know. Right. So go ahead and hit that. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that was a good game, y'all. I don't know what that happened was. to me. was. No, you weren't yeah, playing today. Yeah, what did you happen to, play to you? Today. I just got, you know, this is this is a streaky game. You get You got to get on track at the beginning and... When, keep going. when you know when now Nelson here it comes when he didn't hear it, I, I just shut down. <laughs> I shut down. That's what happens. I shut down. Okay, you know what? I'll give you that point. I just I'll give down. you Kyle's point. Kyle still wins. No, that's my trick. I just shut down. I don't want. I don't hear you right now. <laughs> I can't hear you. He's dead. I hear Kyle walking out of the studio more than I hear you in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll finish up. I mean, this is the longest finish up of a conversation ever, but we ran out of time yesterday. Nikki D's uh, trip to the Grammys. We, oh. we learned that she got hit on by Ted Danson and she didn't realize it and <laughs> she blew him off. But what we didn't get to hear is what happened at the airport and. On my way home. It involves her pants mm-hmm. and maybe something in her pants. <laughs> Neither confirm or deny. I'll tell you what that is here in a minute. Hang on. Well, we learned uh, yesterday that Nikki D's trip to Los Angeles for the Grammys was not as glamorous as she thought. It was not. A lot of rain, a lot of waiting, mm-hmm. a lot of embarrassment as she uh, didn't realize she was getting hit on by Ted Danson. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. And mm-hmm. uh, she just kind of um, talked. I was to- just angry. 
It was the pretzel pickup line. It was the pretzel pickup line. She was not to, you know, <laughs> so guys, Valentine's Day, don't take your chick to Wetzel's Pretzels. Nope. Even though, ladies, you could take me to Wetzel's Pretzels because I love me some Wetzel's Pretzels. I know you do. So uh, so you finally are like, all right, it's over and done with. Uh, I did it. I can check it off the list, and mm-hmm. I need to get back back to Sacramento. And you get to the airport, and uh, a deep, dark secret haunts you at the airport. It does. I made a confession before I left that when I travel, I wear Pampers. And the reason why is because my bladder is a little bit weak. I can't always hold it. And I do not like using the bathroom myself. It does not feel good as a grown-up. So... Um, when I travel, I wear them. And so this time, I got a different brand because you guys rag me so much about the brand I normally get. So I'm like, okay, they have another brand. These look a little bit more like sexy ass. They were all black this time. So I'm like, I'm going to try these. <laughs> so I'm going through security. I take all my things off. I'm going through. And she, once I do go through the buzzer, she stops me and she looks at this camera that they have up there. And she said, What's this? And she taps it. And on the screen, it's my body. But where my um, personal parts are, there's this big red like box. It's like something's right there. And I'm like, you got to <gasps> get that checked out if it's big and red. <laughs> right. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's picking up my pamper. So she's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to frisk you. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Fine. Go ahead. I didn't tell her what it was. I, I just let her frisk me. So when she starts doing my little pat down, every time she like touches it, she's like extra pushing, oh. I guess, to make sure mm-hmm. like there's nothing. We there. actually uh, reached out to the airport. <laughs> we have audio of this. This is the TSA agent patting down Nikki D wearing her diaper. Oh. Sounds so nasty. I know. I can't believe when we got nice job, Nelson, on that. By the way, you're welcome. Tracking that down. Oh you're my welcome. gosh! So finally, oh, love that applause, Doug. God Almighty, you got I swear, a lot of applause. Go ahead. So finally, she she does the front, she does the back, and she still does not ask me what it is. She just has this look on her face, like, "All right, I didn't find anything. Nothing fell out, so I'm gonna just let her go." So. She lets me go, but that's the first time I've ever felt a little bit embarrassed. What, what was it? Was there lead in your panties? or No, I just guess I don't know whatever they make this particular one with because I wear well, them every time I travel. I've never been scanned for it, so I guess this new kind must be something that's in it. And this hadn't been this hadn't been like used, right? Like, of course it wasn't the, used. Well, oh, I'm not, not trying, saying that to be crass. I was going to make a point that I always get patted down, and it's because I'm so fat. They say it looks for areas of moisture. So if there's any kind of excess sweat in an area, my belly hangs over. So they think the, oh, the so computer shows that uh, there's something going on there. That's what he means by used. Did you pee pee in them? No, I did not. No. I just wear it just for extra protection. That's mm-hmm. it. So I almost I, never pee so, in them. So, so 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 there's a chance, a good chance, mm-hmm. especially if I'm on a long flight with you, mm-hmm. and we're sitting next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, that when you get off that flight, you got pee pee's in your pants. No, I've never peed on the plane so far. I just do it for just in case. Well, hold on. You said that something happens just in case, like it's happened on accident. If you're not peeing while you're on the plane, where are you at that you can't get to a bathroom? So this is what happens. After the plane lands and I'm getting off and I'm trying to get to the bathroom, that's when I pee on myself. Got it. 
So that's why I wear them. Is there a certain part of like this? Oh, like pulling it out of the overhead bin? No, because <laughs> I've held it for so long. <laughs> it's like she's sitting there going, I just know as soon as it's like Pablo, as soon as that bell goes off. Tinkle. And I stretch. There's just something about this that. <laughs> fight a nickel for every time I unload it. Oh my God in heaven. No, it's just one of those things where I've held it for too long. Y'all know about the bell and the dog and the food and the dinner, right? Yes. Oh my God. But it is something kind of like that because even though I've held, I've held it for hours. My body, for whatever the, reason, as soon as I get into the bathroom, it's like, okay, go. Why don't you go to the bathroom on the airplane? Because right. I don't want, I don't like it. I think it's nasty and it's small, and I don't like getting up. But there's a lot I'm of not, things people don't like to do, but mm-mm. like going to the bathroom is, mm-mm. it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of like life. I mean, yeah, you have I don't to. like it. I don't want yeah, to. So and I'm claustrophobic. Get, I can't. I don't like it. No. Let I don't, me get this straight. Let me get this straight then. You like peeing on yourself better than going than, into a bathroom. The bathroom at the on the airport. plane. Be clear when you say that. Don't say I, I, was, I said okay, so airplane out at the end. Let me reword that. You like peeing on yourself on an airplane better than going to the bathroom. I right, don't right, right, pee right, on right, 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 On the airplane. <laughs> that it's might, just precaution. That might be a fetish. No, it's uh-huh. not. You know, it is. like, you know, when Nikki then goes and says, Oh, that's a warm and fuzzy, like she's thinking something different. Oh no. <laughs> You always wonder why she said, hey, can you come powder me? <laughs> <laughs> That's why she wears so much Dracar. <laughs> no. I don't even wear a lot of perfume. Oh, that's, now I get it. Because, like, for years I've always said, look, you can't wear the perfume. But there's a rule in radio. You don't wear perfume or cologne in a studio. It's 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 not my rule. It's the radio guys. It's, it's your I don't know. rule. I've only ever heard that rule from you. I I, but doing this longer than both of y'all put together. It's a rule. And no studio, nobody that's been doing this, but you don't go in close quarters with somebody. And so, now, like, I wouldn't mind it if I did, if my, it didn't get to my allergies, but it, it kills my allergies. So, you know, it's just, you know, being respectful. So I've gotten on her for years. And, uh, but now I understand because you smell like urine. No, I don't. Never. <laughs> You're a hot Never urine. Never do I smell like that. You're hot urine. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just take precautions. And that's why you got mad at me for that intern that I used to have that I said smelled like dirty white cotton panties. No, oh, I got God. mad at you because you cannot say that to a grown man and he wanted to kill you and it took two hours out of my day. That's why I was mad at you. It's not my fault people have thin skin. It was a joke. No, well, everybody doesn't smell. joke the way you joke. If, if, and you made him really mad. Well, he got mad. Why would you get mad if it's not true? Obviously, well, because it's he true. felt insulted. Who is he to be insulted? He's an intern. He is a person. What do you mean? Who is he to feel insulted? A person who felt insulted. He did, Nelson, by the way. Smell like dirty. You know that smell? Like, Mm -hmm. have you ever dated a girl that lives in a trailer park? Mm -hmm. And they always wear those white cotton panties, and they Mm -hmm. don't always, they're not always fresh. Right. But not like gross. It's just like this kind of mothball-y smell. Mm -hmm. Kids smell like that. you smell like mothballs. Oh, I can say that, but I can't say. I thought dirty white cotton panties is funnier. That's a. It's funnier, but I'd much rather be said to smell like mothballs exactly. than I would dirty, dirty white panties. Cotton. Yeah. White cotton, get it all. It's very uh, uh, uh paints a picture. Oh Horrible. my God, I wasn't even going there. I, I don't think I don't joke in color. 
No, I'm not, I'm not talking about the color of anyone's skin. I'm just saying specifically, if you're going to describe what he said, he said white and cotton panties because it immediately evokes an image in your mind. <laughs> you're ridiculous. That's all I can say is you're ridiculous. I don't, I don't laugh in color. No? I don't do that. I do. I don't. Clear. <laughs> Clear only. Um, are you coming over Tuesday for the Super Bowl party? Do I need to get you? Uh, we got pee pads for the dogs. Did you say Tuesday? Yeah, he said Tuesday. I'm like, what's happening on Tuesday? Is he trying to trick you? We're recording no, it's it. it's on Sunday. Yeah, we're going to play it back. <laughs> I'm busy on Sunday. Just no spoilers on Monday, by the way, guys. <laughs> right. Well, we got pee pads in the house with the dogs. I just bought extra mm-hmm. large ones in case you got to go again. No, I don't. Thank you very much. And they're upstairs, too. And so you have a house with bathrooms. Thank you very much. I do. I only too. use these when I have to travel. But I'd rather watch you... Go in your diaper. No. I think that's funny. It's not funny. I'm going to have a GoPro on you all day long. No. <laughs> the Pamper Pro. The Pamper The Pamper, pamper cam. Pro. <laughs> the Yam Cam. All right. Third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you where in the U.S. a traitor's I'm glad we got this conversation done before the FBI comes in because they're listening Me right too. now. They're probably turning around. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how they plan to open the Super Bowl this year. All right. Third round of headlines here up next. Hang on. And third round of headlines. Thanks to good guys heating and air. Five, three, zero. Good air. Nikki D. Big time secrets were stolen in Cali. H5. A San Jose man has been arrested now for allegedly stealing sensitive information about our nuclear technology and giving it to China. This man was 57 years old. He was just hired at this company in January of last year. He started copying these files in March and was fired in April. He was born in China, but he did become a U.S. citizen in 2011. But in the past, he has sought to provide the people of Republic of China with information to aid its military. He has now been arrested. He's facing 10 years in prison. I'd love to have been in that HR meeting. Right. Yeah, right? I mean, the ones that I've been into and the mm-hmm. stuff that I get in trouble for around uh-huh. here, and I don't steal Chinese or uh, missile secrets and give he, them to China. He, cop- he copied 3,600 files. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And that guy, you know, he probably skipped HR and went straight to jail. And this is a, a good uh-huh. question, too, to ask the FBI because this is federal. So, like, how is this going to go down? And what does federal prison look like? Uh, I think it's a lot nicer, actually, than state than prison. Regular prison? Yeah, than regular prison. Oh, yeah, right. Right. But, you know, you, you wonder how somebody can do that and get away with it at that level. You know, with something, how, how one do you have access to it? You know, what what do you do and who are you that you get access to? Clearance. There's certain clearances that you have to have, particularly in these type of jobs. So he had to go through extensive background, this, that, and the third, to get the clearances. And the reason why they put you through so much is because you're then entrusted with this sensitive information. You know what? I honestly think that every country has everyone's secrets it's just a matter Uh if they want to use them Mm -hmm. like if somebody wanted to launch our nukes they could if they wanted to probably so with technology now right Mm -hmm. well no you you don't you think that's not how the nukes work the gov the government's websites are so lackluster and bush league i know but because of that reason like you the nukes have to be fired by hand you know that right yeah, you have to. It has to be dual people, right? Simultaneous. Yes, there's two keys. They have to be flipped at the same time. They have to be flipped by human hand. I guess you could build a robot 
I suppose, but there's no way to hack the launch of the nukes. I don't know about that. There's bet, something that could be hacked, though, I some, guarantee you. There's some 19-year-old you know what, YouTuber right now that can do it. Something that can be hacked. You know what you need to be worried about hacking is our uh, power grid. You know, That's where that they're going to come for us. They're going to shut down power grids. Well, I, if oh, they, I heard that, too. Uh, it, uh, they either got to do one or the other, because I don't want to get blown up in the dark. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's you right. mean you don't want to be blown up in the light? Yeah, keep the lights on. No. <laughs> yeah. Keep the, what's a Papa Roach song, right? Keep the lights on? Mm-hmm. Right. I think so. All right, give me your uh, next headline. We get to hear this classic during the Super Bowl, H6. I did it my way. Mm. Yes, there were times. The first ever Super Bowl in Las Vegas is going to pay tribute to the city that uh, truly screams Sin City. And they're going to play this rendition of Frank Sinatra, My Way. Now, when they start it off, you're going to hear this playing. They'll have him up on the screen, and then they'll do flashes of stuff with the players. But according to TMZ, some of their sources are saying throughout the entire Super Bowl, they're going to have other artists kind of like cover this song and throw it in throughout the show. Well, it's not a rendition. It's his song. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying other people are going to sing the yeah, song. You said they're going to do this rendition. That's the rendition. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know. Frank Sinatra, in my way. He's the original. He is the OG. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, the Sex Pistols did a hell of a job. Yeah. Hell of a job. I don't see them doing that for no. reasons. Uh, but that's good. That goes to my point of always saying honor that. Honoring the city. Yeah, the, you should honor the city the mm-hmm. Super Bowl is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think every halftime show should be an artist from that city. I agree. You know, and, and there's there's no reason why. There's there's not a state that exists that does not have somebody that could perform the Super Bowl halftime show. Because now, look, you can do it uh, virtually and put it on the screen. So it well, don't even have to be alive. Well, no, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying somebody from or has ties to that city. I mean, mm-hmm. you could have easily... You know, just off the top of my well, I mean, there's tons of performers in Vegas, but you could have easily done Imagine Dragons, The Killers, mm-hmm. um, Wayne Newton. Wayne, yeah, Wayne Newton. I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah, have The Killers oh, and Imagine Dragons, yeah. and then Wayne Newton come out. That would be cool, actually. The Osmonds. You know, that's that's less cool to me. Well, I mean, just saying, not that they're, but they that they scream Vegas, right? That's mm-hmm. what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't all right, FBI Fridays, our friends from the FBI, Sacramento, are going to pop in. Of course, Gina Swanky, the public affairs specialist, and the big dog, Mr. Uh, Sean Reagan, special agent in charge, yep. has got some very, very big news to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk with them here in a minute. Hang on. And hey, welcome back. It's the BS. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Big thanks to Kyle, as always, for helping us out. There's Dougie T, and in the studio for FBI Fridays, it is our friend, special agent in charge. That means he's the boss. If you're not, you know, if you're not in the bureau like myself, uh, Agent Buck Wagon Cover, you don't know all these terms. <laughs> so I just want to break it down for the layman, for the neophyte. Uh, but yeah, he's the boss, uh, Mr. Sean Reagan. How are you, sir? Sir, I am. I am well. Thank you for having me back. And how long are we going to have that title of special agent in charge? One week from today, yeah. and then I get the uh, golden wristwatch, so to speak. Yeah. You know, although with the FBI, it's probably a paper certificate with a little <laughs> gold embossed on it. Right. So, uh, yeah. But I'm gonna, I'll hang it with pride. Yeah. So you, I mean, how how long were you the special agent in charge for the Sacramento office? So I've been here six and a half years now. Six and yeah, a half. Yeah, it's been a great run. Yeah. What, like when you come into a job like that, when you came into Sacramento, and where'd you come from? You came from uh, Los Angeles was my previous office prior to this one. Okay, but yeah. when you come in, is there 
Is it like any other bit? Like you bring in a new coach and you got things to fix and you got other coaches to bring in and maybe coaches to get out and you just kind of rearrange the furniture? Is that what you did? Well, something like that. Although, thankfully, when I got uh, here, there wasn't a, that much furniture to rearrange. You know, people were doing a good job and mm-hmm. uh, things were pretty much structured and settled. And uh, I just came in and, and took over and kind of put my own stamp on it, so to speak. But Yeah, the rumor is, amongst, you know, my brothers and sisters in the Bureau. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm not joking. I just finished the FBI Citizens Academy and I'm a part of the alumni. So I'm part of the Brotherhood. <laughs> I am part of the fraternity that is the that is true. FBI. Uh, the, the, I wish I had a cool name like yours, though, undercover name. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> under and overcover. <laughs> we don't want to say it too much. Keep it low key. <laughs> but the rumor is, is everybody likes you. So, and they're very sad that you're leaving. And, I, and I'm one of those people. Uh, you know, you are very, uh, from what I've observed, you know, very hands-on and, uh, the, everybody admires you. Like you, you came out. You supported us in the class. You didn't have to come out to the range. I mean, a lot of stuff you didn't have to do. It was, it was just over and beyond. Your life has been the FBI. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. No, it's been a privilege. It's been a real honor to be in the FBI and then working with you all, members of the community. Uh, obviously, my partners in law enforcement. I mean, it's just it's every day has been a privilege to go to work, and I love it. And uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of surreal and sad for me to see it come to uh, an end. But I'm 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 ready for the next chapter. What initially made you want to join? You've been you in know, 27 years. You told me. Yeah, 27 years. I mean, you know what? It's it's you look back on it, and so when I was 12 years old, I don't know why, but it came into my head at a 12 year old that I wanted to join the FBI. Wow, and specifically FBI. Specifically FBI. Wow. Yeah, 12 years old. I don't know how that happened mm-hmm. necessarily. I don't know if I saw a movie or read a book or what. But uh, uh, And so since then, that was my goal. And I didn't really think I'd actually have uh, enough qualifications to get hired at some point. But I did, I guess. Uh, or they made a mistake and hired me. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the rest is... Rest is history. That was kind of my situation. The radio at twelve, I said, "Don't ever do that." <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a flashback at forty-eight, and I said, what, "Why didn't you listen to your twelve-year-old self?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you remember one case that's not classified, obviously, that you can talk about that stands out the most from? And, and you've been in numerous offices across the country, and you've traveled the world. So, is there one case in particular that you'll always remember, whether solved or not? Yeah. So. That's a great question. Can you answer that? Yeah, I can answer it, but there's there's a ton of cases that I feel proud to have been involved in and, and been an instrumental part in, whether from an investigator standpoint or from a management perspective, right? Um, so as a, as a young agent starting out in my career, I worked organized crime cases, uh, and so trying to uncover these very sophisticated, complex networks of criminals who are trying to victimize people to make a buck for their organization, so to speak. Um, and had several of those, but uh, but I really got into the into the weeds, uh, and it takes time, right? And and there was one case in particular I'm thinking about that you know it was a, probably a three year long investigation, um, and using all sorts of sophisticated techniques, so to speak, right? Wiretaps and undercovers and and things that we use in the FBI to try to to uh, uncover and identify these networks, and then to eventually hopefully disrupt their activities, and if the goal is to dismantle the whole organization once you're done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had the opportunity to do that over the years um, and see a case from from start to finish. And not only do you see uh, the whole organization crumble in front of you because of the activities that you've undertaken, uh, 
but you get to see the fact that you know members of the community that were victimized or would have been victimized are now. But you, you can't know, talk sick. about the case in particular because you're still undercover. <laughs> well, yeah, I did do. I, I I did a little bit of light undercover. Uh, so, case. I mean, like one case. This case I'm talking about in particular was uh, the Nuestra Familia prison gang, oh. right? And and how they uh, not only ran operations within the prisons, but then ran operations on the streets from the prisons. Oh. Uh, and so, and they had network networks spread out across you know the whole northern part of California. And so kind of running around Northern California trying to identify these networks and then uh, eventually. We learned about that in class, right? Was that not brought up? That was, that, well, one of them, that, one of those cases might have been brought up. One of the, did you, so yeah. did you, like, did you go into jail, like undercover? Like, inmate 594. We, we didn't have you. people go undercover into jail. I was not one of them. Oh. Yeah. Is that something you would volunteer for or you just picked? So you well, so as a as an investigator, oftentimes you actually are the one that initiates the investigation. You uh, you decide kind of what you're going to investigate and, uh-huh. and kind of take you where the clues go, so to speak. Um, but if you're going to do an undercover work, then that's something you volunteer for. I, can anybody do undercover? Like, do you think that with my skill set, I could do an undercover? I'm 100 percent confident you could do undercover. Like, I could totally see myself. <laughs> like, if there was some like some kind of shadiness going on at like a bodybuilding championship or a oh. modeling championship, you know, I could see me just kind of sliding in. And what building, working out, getting your muscles up? <laughs> I don't have to do much. They just think I'm one of their own. Oh, they think you're a bodybuilder already. Yeah, and I changed okay. my name like Chaz. <laughs> Chaz Jackson. Are you, are you just doing a male version of Miss Congeniality? A little bit, yeah. Is that okay? I'm just making sure that's what I'm picking up on. God, you've been undercover, right? Light undercover. Light yeah. undercover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> he was hiding in the corner. <laughs> he was hiding under the bed. <laughs> Just the sheet. <laughs> That's great. So what, you were nervous, I'm assuming? Yeah, well, yeah. Anytime you do that type of uh, work, right? Yeah. It's, yeah uh, I, cause your, I, stresses up. In my head, I'm thinking, you know, like there's that, there's always going to be that curveball that you're not ready for. And then you have to react so they don't know because they're not dumb. Like most of them, they're not dumb. No, they're always in a DTA. Don't trust anyone. So you have got to kind of think of what they're thinking and take the opposite approach. Were you ever in a situation, even a light undercover situation, where you almost got caught because you thought you slipped up? Thankfully, I I didn't feel like I was close to getting caught. But you are always in those situations where you know, it's, it's on your mind and yeah. you've got to think quick on your feet and make the right decisions and be very tactical. And, um, it's, yeah, it's a challenge. I, for the people, and we do have agents that go deep undercover and, mm. and they'll go undercover for years at a time. And when you think about that, I mean, not just the training that goes into that, but the stress in their lives, because they're, they're undercover seven days a week, you know, 365 days a year. And not only the stress on them personally, but the stress on their families, right, friends, because they can't associate oftentimes with their former friend or friends, but who now they can't associate with. And then and oftentimes their families. They're- who signs up for that? That's crazy. That's like worse than being a, you know, a, a comedian traveling or a rock mm-hmm. star. Can you imagine Nikki D doing this? She would forget in 10 minutes. That I was undercover? <laughs> yeah. No, I would not. You'd be taking phone calls. You'd be on social media. Right. And then somebody would say something to you. And you'd no. be like, oh, man, I forgot. I know how to handle high-pressure situations. Thank you very much. Nelson. Overcover, yeah, I believe you can handle high-pressure situations. Overcover. 
Like, if I'm going to war, I'm taking you with me. You know what I mean? You're a battle-hardened veteran. But if you need to keep a secret, stay away. Mm. Yeah. I really? I can't keep a secret? That's you can keep wild. Secret. Can keep... That's a wild. I'd be great. It, Sign it, me up. I'll sit you would as well. So are you at a point now... Um, Mr. Reagan in, in the FBI, where because there's an age right where you have to kind of move on. Yep. Is is that where I mean you obviously you're you're not you're you're all your motor skills are there you're you're sound mind body you're a young man and you know but there is an age with the FBI where you have to move on. Well, I appreciate you calling me a young man. That's mm-hmm. uh, well, no, you, you. Are, I mean, like, look, sixties <laughs> the new thirty, right? You know, yeah, so yeah. it's not like you're you're crippled and you're walking around, you're falling asleep. Yeah. So you you still got. Still got juice, right? I still, I feel like I do at least. So yeah, no, the age with the FBI, not just the FBI, all federal law enforcement is fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. So at fifty-seven, mm-hmm. you're out the door. That's your mandatory retirement. Nikki, you want to guess how old he is? Uh, <laughs> be careful. Fifty-four. Fifty-seven. I was giving him some list. He's not retiring before he has to retire. She was, she was thinking sixty-five. Be. You know, calling him a quitter. Uh, but you're not. You're you're not done. I mean, again, you're still young to stay in the workforce. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to to something else and have another. Uh, another career, so to speak, post FBI career. Bag boy, so, Home Depot. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. greeter. You're probably going to the private sector. Right? Going to go to the private sector. Mm-hmm. That's what you uh, do. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people do. A lot of people go to the private sector. They go maybe into you know state or local law enforcement or things like that. Other other types of uh, public service, nonprofits, things like that. Right. So, but yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, you service the public profit uh, organization, which I'm very happy about and excited about, and. Uh, you know, it'd be a good good next chapter. Yeah. What's that, Nelson? I was going to say, you've serviced the public enough, man. It's time to go to the private sector and make the rest of that nest egg, dude. You've earned it. Yeah. Write a book. Yeah. <laughs> well, you right. never know. You that's never what, know. That's what Rossi did. That's how he made mm-hmm. his all, all his money before he went back to the BAU. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's right. No, seriously. That's what yeah. he, he did. I, I, when he yeah. and Gideon started. You know, right. he was starting to write a book even at a, as a young man. Oh, my God. And then he made all his money, and he became a celebrity, and then they brought him back because Gideon left the BAU. Yeah, was that the most detrimental thing that happened to the FBI when Gideon left? Are you asking me or are you asking no, Mr. Reagan? Asking, I'm asking Mr. Reagan. <laughs> I, can't, I can't hear him. So he, what, oh, you can't hear you. I don't oh, know why. I didn't, yeah, we're okay. talking about criminal minds. That's, that's, yeah. I, we're, I don't know if you Never want mind. Do you watch it? I've seen it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Gideon was the guy, and then Rossi, and he wrote the book yep. and all that kind of he stuff. Yeah. Um, of course, of course, any book that I would write post uh, working for the FBI, I got to get approved. You oh. know, that, uh, I was going to ask so that. that I don't disclose yeah. any, you know, state secrets, so to speak. So. Yeah, they would have to go through and yep. and, and black market yep. probably. Yeah, right? so, but, but that'd be fine. But, but that'd be fine. Yeah. Are yeah. you worried uh, going into retirement that anyone from your past you'll run into? You know, you put somebody away from forty, and that seems like a long time until they're out. You know what I mean? You yep. ever worry about that? I don't really worry about it necessarily, but it's something that, of course, you think about in the back of your, your mind. And, of course, there are uh, – I'm trying to think if I ever had that experience in the last 27 years. And not that I know of, but there are a lot of people that run into people that they have investigated or arrested, so to speak, uh, at the grocery store. or uh-huh. right. You know? I'd be terrified of that. So, Absolutely terrified. That's happened to me. I've run into a few um, inmates who I guarded at the short time I worked at the prison. Yeah, but it- you date them. I don't date them. <laughs> Mr. Reagan doesn't date the people that he busts. I don't date them. So you probably you probably ran into him on some love app. I have done that too. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> 
Yeah, I knew it wasn't. I knew I wasn't too far off. A lot of self-disclosure going on here. (laughs) This is nothing. Trust me. Okay, so next up, you go off into retirement from the FBI, but then you go on to another stage in your life using all of your skills that you that you have and possess. So, what does the FBI do? How do they fill your shoes? Yeah, so they will. uh, When I say they, you know, our directors back at headquarters in DC will make a selection for the next. Uh, special agent in charge. So the next uh, agent to come in and lead the Sacramento field office. And that uh-huh. hasn't been done yet, at least to my knowledge. So, but will will be done in the next, you know, hopefully a few weeks. And then, and then when you get into the FBI, like let's say somebody's listening right now and they're, you know, want to do that for a living or they're about to, or whatever the case may be, this is the brass ring to be special agent in charge. I feel like it is, right? Well, you're the I mean, boss. If, if you're going to, yeah, if you're going to be in management, then I feel like this is kind of the brass ring because you, uh, you're in you're in charge of a field office, which is you know for Sacramento we've got a large territory as you know from being the Citizens Academy. <laughs> you tell me, of course, eighty-six thousand square <laughs> miles and thirty-four <laughs> counties. counties. So, um, so having the ability to make an impact, hopefully a positive impact on those communities within your. Uh, you know, within your area of responsibility and building those partnerships with not only community members, but state and local law enforcement, other federal agencies. Um, I mean, that's a it's um, a great honor, but it's a great responsibility that you have to take very seriously. And so um, but be, but when you do and when you make that impact, then you feel really you know good about about yourself and about the things that you've done with your partnership. Well, I'm looking for the job opening on Indeed. And yeah. I can't find it. I'm, gonna apply. I'm pretty sure that you can't just walk in and be the boss. You know what? I Look, it's not about being the boss, but i got to tell you something. They mm-hmm. see something in me, Nikki D. And I'm not lying. It's just, I'm, I'm just built different. The way that I look at things, and I mean, you can't argue with that. And I sit down with like uh, Gina Swanky and some of the other uh, agents over there, and we brainstorm. And they're uh-huh. blown away by the way I look at things. Blown away. Okay, I, they're so, like, how do you have this knowledge? And I'm just, it's my, it's in my DNA. God made me an FBI agent. It's not my fault. <laughs> God made you, you an you, agent. You should have seen him leading the Citizens Academy. Tell he was her out about the front. Oh, he I was believe in it. I believe that <laughs> oh, no. he was. So somebody might make an exception for him to get in as an agent, but he can't just walk in and be the boss. <laughs> well, I don't think I can even be an agent. I'm 48. I'm like old. I said that somebody who came here said they could probably make an exception for you on that. You know, I That's mean, he's special agent in charge. I would be a senior honorary agent. <laughs> oh, okay. we'll, get you, we'll get you an honorary badge. <laughs> yeah, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a bright orange rubber gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, uh, if you got any bad stuff to report to the FBI... And we talk about this every time our friends from the FBI come in is like, you know, before, you know, I mean, joking aside, before I, I we started this relationship and I went to the class and all stuff, I'm like you. I had no idea. I didn't realize they were so obtainable, like so reachable. I mean, other than the headquarters being literally four minutes from my house in Roseville, like like you can call them. You can reach out to them on social media. They now have a Facebook page for FBI Sacramento that you should follow. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that's up there that you probably didn't know that you won't see the whole story on the news, but you'll get it from the FBI. But if you do need to reach out, 1-800-CALL-FBI, 1-800-CALL-FBI, or you can submit a tip by going to tips.fbi.gov, tips.fbi.gov, uh, and also on Twitter at FBI Sacramento. Uh, it was an honor knowing you, and, and I hope I run into you again and we continue to talk or at some point in time, but 
I, I just thought you were great. I really did. I mean, you're just a, a fantastic human being. And what I saw just observing from, you know, a citizen's point of view, when you showed up, man, with the hat and all that stuff, like, it, it just, it's cool that like, I can, I, I, I can only imagine those that worked under you, how much admiration they had for you because I saw it when I was there. So uh, thank you for your service. Well, sir, thank you. Thank you for having me here and my team members come in and do this show. We really, really appreciate the ability to outreach to the community and to your, to your listeners. And hey, if you ever want me back, even though I will be retired, you know, I'll come back as a talking head. Even though I said I would never be a talking head out there in, uh, no. in the public. For your show, I will make an exception. Well, oh, I got some, like that. Look, I got some ideas to kick around with you. If you're going off in the private sector, I'm thinking uh, Reagan and Bailey security. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you know, pres- Are you going to go work side by side with him now? Yeah, like prestige worldwide. Something like that. <laughs> I like it. I you like know, it. We could, we could do it together. Yeah. I, can, I can bring stuff to the table. All right. Nice. Again, Ongoing 1-800-CALL-FBI. <laughs> Uh, we're into the final hour of the program, so I got to do one big last push for uh, people that are single that want to join us next Tuesday at uh, Bennett's Restaurant in Roseville. So I give you all the details. But if you are single and you have got nothing to do next Tuesday for Valentine's Day, which is the night before Valentine's Day, you need to call us now 916 909 0985. Give us a minute. Hang on. There's Kristen in Sacramento. How are you, Kristen? Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you very much. I heard that you uh, might be a little lonely for Valentine's Day. Maybe. Newly single. <laughs> maybe, maybe single. <laughs> no, no, newly single. Newly single. Oh, what happened? Just, um, he's a cheater. Oh, no. Had Did to you... slap him around and move on. <laughs> slap him around. Did you really slap him in real life? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did you catch him? Yeah. Like, did you ever, did you walk in and see him doing stuff? Yeah. Oh, uh, did you know the girl? No. Uh, it did, no. Did, didn't turn you on at all? You didn't like when joined? No, no. Well, hell no. No, uh-huh. no, no. Have you called no, him before? High standards. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, you know, we don't want to be too judgy. I think she's saying that the woman was not pretty enough to even consider. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he broke the cardinal rule of cheating. He cheated yeah, down. He did, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Why did, yeah. He che- why did he do that? You guys having problems? Uh, no, he's got issues. Oh, okay. He cheated down. How ugly was she? Which one? <laughs> oh, no. The one you walked in on, because you're the one you saw naked. Um, she was pretty scary. Uh, her daughter, no front teeth. Um, oh, she's a meth girl. I could go on. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the daughter you, your answer, I guess. So you really can't be mad at it, right? Because it's, 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 you're just like, well, you're an idiot. When people do dumb things. Pretty much. Yeah, like I never had a problem with being broken up with by a girl. Like I'd always force it on them because I didn't want the responsibility, that burden to carry around. Same. But you'd always see what they went after next. I mean, call it arrogant, call it what you want, but you're like, God, you really missed out, right? You know? Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. Um, we've got this little shindig next Tuesday at Bennett's in Roseville. Have you ever been to Bennett's before? No, I have not. Fantastic restaurant. They got three different locations in and around Sacramento. This one's the one off Eureka in Roseville. And what we're doing is we're taking single people that don't have anyone to spend Valentine's Day with. Hence, the BS is Lonely Hearts Valentine's Day dinner. And if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Hopefully, somebody, you're looking for a dude, right? Yes. Okay. We've got a couple lesbians that are going. Do you try that? Have you been there? No, I've not been there. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes you got to go to an exotic place. You know, they're going to be you there. You never know. Yeah. yeah there's opportunities. <laughs> so uh, we'll take care of the meal. Everything is on us. Don't worry about it. Uh, you got to take care of your own alcohol. We'll have a 98 Rock prize pack waiting for you. 
Uh, there's a grand prize thanks to Enjoy Restored Health and Aesthetics, a softwig neck lift, which is like a $1,500 value that somebody's going to win. Uh, it's a non-invasive, no surgery type of deal, but you're more than welcome to join us if you if you want in. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Okay, well, sweet. Uh, I'll put you on hold. We'll get your information already in a got second. It. Hang on. I already got it. What's well, oh, You already got it. All yeah. right, I can let her go. Can we get Nikki's mic on? Yeah, so she can talk on the radio. All right, Kristen, <laughs> we got your information. We'll talk to you later. Have a great weekend, okay? okay? Great. You too. Thank you. Thank All right, you. We'll see you. Hey, uh, Jason in Sacramento, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. So you're single, too. I am, yes. If I just heard Kristen on the radio, I would be calling right now if I had nobody to spend Valentine's Day with. So would I. Absolutely. She said, you know, and I don't want to do the thing. I know people are asking, you're like, Bailey, why aren't you asking everybody what they look like? Is because I, 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 I've never felt comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of radio cliche and like, if a woman does it to a guy, it sounds fine. But when a guy does it to a woman, I think it sounds a little demeaning. Well, some of the women have told us what they look like. I know, and I initiated that, and I feel dirty afterwards. I believe <laughs> that's the God's honest truth. I'm not trying to win you over. I actually have never liked asking women that question. You know, unless it's kind of like in a joking way. But, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, because we're just basing it off of looks, that type of deal. So, anyway, Jason, what do you look like? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, Jason, you're single, recently single, or what? Yeah, I'm a single dad. My uh, daughter's mom, uh, she uh, she died about a couple of years back. Oh, my God. Oh. I knew and you were so going to say I've that, too. I've been raising my daughter alone since uh, since then. That's so horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that, my friend. I he really, really a little am. bit like Dinosaur Mike. A little bit, oh. yeah. Yeah. We're doing the best we can, but this time, this Valentine's Day dinner sounds like just what the doctor ordered for me. Uh, okay. Um, have you dated since the passing of your wife? No. No. Okay. So this will be your first time you've dated. You've you've, you've been around somebody that you might. You're, you're ready to get back in, is what you're saying? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. What are you looking for? Um. Someone. I, I'm 50 years old, so you know, someone uh, 40 to to 50. You know, established in their life. You know, no drama. Mm-hmm. Just want to have fun. Yeah. Well, girls you do. Know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, Cindy Lauper. Very good. Yeah. So, so you, you would. You're probably in the mind. Like I. I gotta tell you. I think that you need to. I need to. I think you need to date a little bit because when you meet somebody that you like. There's a good chance you might be like, why don't you move in tomorrow? Yeah, right. like, let's get married. Yeah, so I think you got to worry about that, Jay. No, uh, I'm in no big hurry to get married or to, to hook up with any mo- with anyone, like, right now. Mm-hmm. But this sounds like an excellent opportunity to meet to meet someone quality. Yeah, and safe, too. Like, yes. you, you're not on the apps or anything, are you? No. Oh, God, no. Is there oh, no, is no. there a dating app for widows or widowers? Has to be. Yeah, that, this is a day net for everything. I was going to say because that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That pool of people uh, would probably be the best pool of people to date. And it's a free first date. Just because you know they're legit, they're not. They're not trying to scam. You know what I mean? They like they're really going through something. Yeah. You know that's kind of horrible. All right. Well, look, brother man, uh, you're in. We're, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. All right, we got his information. I have it. All right, Nikki, you're so great. All right, Jason, have a great weekend, <laughs> sir. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, take care, sir. God Almighty, it just breaks my heart. I know that's so sad. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. You know, went from this, you know, awesome girl slapping, slapping dudes for cheating to this guy who lost his wife. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Makes me so sad. All right, uh, so where are we at? How many we got? 
We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. We've got twelve people. Yep. So we just need two, two more. Yep. Shut up. Yeah, but we would really like work. to have two femme presenting lesbians. Yeah, Ideally. we need to dip in the. Le- we don't have any gay guys either, but we've mm-hmm. got the the two lesbians. But the unfortunate side is they both hit from the right side of the plate. But you mm-hmm. never know. Sometimes a straight woman could be attracted to yes. a lesbian woman. So the ladies who are coming who say they want men might show up and Lacey might look appealing to them. And they might be like, I want to talk to old Lacey. Perfect world. The lesbians hit it off. Maybe romantically, maybe not. But that dude gets involved. <laughs> oh yes yep right that's that's yeah, doesn't he deserve it that's what the doctor ordered yes to, you know that's what i would order him to fall in love with the lesbian no, no if i were in his situation that's what i would want oh okay. yeah he's talking about three people at one time i mean oh I, got you i don't even need to play i could just do a watch party oh my god right jason doesn't sound to me that he's down for that though no i agree but you know Mm-hmm. I think that's what the like he said the doctor ordered it doctor probably ordered. right. Sometimes you got to step outside your comfort zone. That's right. Did you see uh, before we uh, we break here? Did you see the mailroom? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. And if I didn't see it, I definitely saw I, it online. <laughs> I haven't had time to bring this up all show, but oh my god! Uh, so paper towel gates, which may or may not be a reason why I was sick. Um, I got in trouble. Because I was allegedly using too many paper towels, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is the farthest thing from the truth. But the whole thing was funny because of me dipping in the studio, which I no longer do because it's against rules. Um, is uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> so, so that was the reason allegedly that I used too many paper towels, and you know, and wherever it came from, I'm assuming from one of the trolls. There's many of them, you know. Uh, around here, they're little tattletales, right? Mm-hmm. The little, the little sneaky ninjas, and so uh, what do I call them? Secret angels. Secret angels. angels. That's right. It's more politically correct. More California for you, thin skinner people. So these, uh, so these little, these little secret angels. Anyway, so uh, you know the paper towel thing. So I thought it'd be funny. I sent a box of paper towels to the uh, the, the the guy in charge around here. And uh, allegedly, everybody thought it was the pe- the right people needed to find funny. Found it funny. Well, the two peers obviously got behind this, and I didn't ask for this. I don't think I asked for this. Nope. This mailroom. Go go to the social media, my social media, or the show social media. At listen to the BS or at Mr. Jason Bailey. It is a wall stocked of paper towels. It is. I'm gonna <laughs> grab some and take them home. And you know what's funny? <laughs> Is there is an addiction with this G chat in this building where everybody needs to thank everybody for something? Not one person has thanked me for having paper towels the last of the apocalypse. Nope. Mm-hmm. Which cool. is like there's like hundreds of dollars of paper towels in there, mm-hmm. and not one person has thanked me for it. Um, I'm not. I'm sure they don't really feel thankful. Why? They don't feel thankful. Well, I know that, but why? <laughs> I can't tell you why. I can just tell you not to expect anybody to say thank you. I don't you expect anything. <laughs> I don't expect the paper towels. Well, I'm going to say thank you, though. Thank you. I um, definitely am going to grab a, a, a pair of those and take them home. Are you going to say it in the G chat? Yeah, say that I'm taking them. You got to say it that damn no, G chat. You in the G chat. You got to say it in the G chat. Okay, I'm gonna take a picture of taking them home and thank you in the G chat. Yes, please do that. <laughs> and you know what? You'll get crickets. Like the day that I brought breakfast for everybody with uh, the Nikki Diosas. Yes, you did. Not a damn one person thanked me for it. No. Mm-mm.
I don't think they ate it either. Fine. <laughs> right. Fine. Where am You're I? You're saying I he wasn't it. owed any thanks because no one consumed any of his right? product? <laughs> they didn't That's not it. true. I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I should have stopped a couple of them, but I didn't. They didn't need it. All right. Fourth and final round of headlines, last-minute calls, comments, concerns, 916-909-0985. Uh, what do you got? I'm going to tell you what the FCC has made illegal and what animal chase people who are skiing. All right. We'll get you all that here in a minute. Hey. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks so much to good guys, heating and air. 530 Good Air, Nikki D. You robocallers are in big trouble now. Jesus. Pull it out. There you go. And we're done. Good night. Have a great weekend. <laughs> H7. And this is in direct response to those faking calls impersonating President Biden. And those calls were given to thousands of New Hampshire voters. Thousands. The Federal Communications Commission announced on yesterday a ruling that makes robocalling using artificial intelligence-generated voices is illegal. And this is, of course, weeks after all those calls went out in New Hampshire where somebody was pretending and impersonating uh, President Biden. So now it's going to be illegal, and they're going to start cracking down on this and actually hunting these people down and charging them. Thank God, but, you know, a little bit too late the, the, the I knew you know, like the the scam industry is so bad, you know, just phone calls mm-hmm. and those robo calls and all that stuff. Horrible. It, it still blows me away. And I know like we just talked to the FBI. The FBI has a lot to do with that, too. Uh, we just had uh, Mr. Reagan in from the FBI, but they, just the manpower is not there. I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand it. But it just escalates and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you get somebody like me and I love talking to him. Right. I love to. I just never record <laughs> it. And what I do is I pick up the phone, and then you get this guy from wherever in the Middle East, you know, and you can barely understand him, and he says his name's Steve. That's a lie. We all know that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he keeps talking, and I say, that, 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 that. You do do that. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Steve. Your name's not Steve. Like, I'll listen to you if you're just honest with me. Nobody believes your name is Steve. Just tell me your effing name. And as soon as I do that, click. They hang up on you. They hang up on me every time. And that's the way that I deal with these robocallers. And it makes my day. I've been getting less and less. I don't know what I've done, but thank God. America. America. (laughs) I get them at the same time every day. Yes, normally. And you know what I get? I get a lot about uh, my old house in Atlanta that's been sold. Really? Yeah. And and, and these are are from people here. Mm. And they'll call and they'll ask, you know, if I still want to sell it. I'm like, sure. And then I'll start having a conversation with them. And they're like, all right, well, and I'm like, what's the next step? And they're like, well, we got to send you this and do this and do this. I'm like, okay. I was like, do you think that the people that bought the house from me originally are going to have a problem with this? (laughs) (laughs) Click. (laughs) Because because they're on it. They get paid. These scammers get paid per scam. Per Mm -hmm. So every second counts. Like if you ever seen the movie Boiler Room, you know, where it's just like, Boom, 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 boom. And you can't, it's like every second. Mm-hmm. So when you take up some of their time, it frustrates them. Gets them off, you know. Off tilt. Off tilt a little bit, yeah. All right, second story. Some people in Wyoming had to ski for their lives. H8. That is a moose on the loose. Mm-hmm. And if you ever needed a little extra motivation to ski faster, get a moose running 300 miles an hour right behind you. Look, did you ever know that a moose could go that nope. fast? 
A moose mm. cannot run 300 miles per hour, but they can run 35 miles per hour. <laughs> and a moose was caught on camera Damn. chasing some skiers down this resort uh, in Wyoming, Jackson Hole Mountain Resort to be exact. They don't say what uh, caused this moose to start chasing them because I looked into moose and they're not aggressive animals. You okay? looked into moose? I did. I looked into moose. I yeah. looked into moose. And so they don't <laughs> normally just chase people around because I'm like, I haven't really heard or seen this kind of type of behavior from a moose. And so they normally say if they chase them on ski lifts and things like that, it's because people probably threw snowballs at them and that's why he possibly could be chasing them. Or he's just playing. No, he's not playing. They don't want to play with humans. They try to mind their business. That's not true. Yeah, moose you don't know. run around and play with children with people skiing yeah all animals do i mean like they'll just they'll start chasing around i see videos like those are the ones i share because i love them <laughs> such yeah, a girl cute. they are aren't they people yeah. I don't, no, I don't know, no, no 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 bears animal. kangaroos all that stuff deer deer especially deer like the deer especially if you built a relationship with a deer and it comes to your backyard all the time yeah. they'll run around they'll play with your dog absolutely Okay, Didn't you see I'm... that video? Didn't you see the video of the black bear and like its cub was in danger and a human came up? She actually let the human like help the cub. Yeah. And then eventually the mom like tracked her down at her house and brought her other cubs to like show her, hey, I'm a good bear mom. Like, yeah. Let's be buddies. That's bad. I, I saw no. that video. It made me yeah. get allergies. Uh-huh. I, when I got out of my car the other day, I saw some baby coyotes and I ran in here because I didn't want the mom to think I was anywhere near. Them. No, you, you know what they like is they like when you go up and put your face right on theirs. No mm-hmm. way. No way. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm not crazy. I'm well, not a coyote mom it. would know that, that she hates kids and dogs. So right, she yeah. be really protective. And if it bites you, it's because you're a bad person. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. All right. Uh, let's get out of here. Uh, anything on the text machine? No, no. not today. All right. So uh, I know you got a Shane Co. Uh, story. And uh, if you want to. Get your story read on the air or possibly win this 500 uh, gift card, $500 gift card to Shane Company. You can nominate your partner by sharing your cute love story and why they deserve to win a timeless gift from Shane Company. You just got to fill out the on form, online uh, entry form, uh, krxq.net, and uh, we'll find one lucky winner. But a story could be like this. Robert in Sutter County says, I met my wife 18 years ago on MySpace. I was actually Homeless at the time and living in a park, but I went to the library every day, and that's how I found her on MySpace. We've been together ever since, raised two amazing girls. Please consider her for this gift. I would love to give it to my wife. God, you know what would make that story better? What? Just a little lovey music underneath, and that would have really (laughs) just really killed it. But we're not there yet. Okay. Still a new show. Uh, All right, so uh, you got anything before we get out? No moose chasing for me. No moose chasing for you. Nelson. Uh, yeah, I want boxes because my tax refund hit the bank today. So I, w- I want some boxes from me for Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll call you on Sunday. I just want okay. a tax return. <laughs> she wants money. You want boxes. Uh, I want boxes. I want my dip that I sent you. I Venmoed you money for it's it. Getting, you will have the tracking number right after the yeah, show. All right. And Doug, you got anything? Yes, sir. Go Niners, and I want boxes, too. There you go. All right. Go Niners, and you want boxes. All right, look, have yourself a great, safe weekend. I understand uh, you're going to be doing some drinking, definitely with the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, If you've had too much, please do not get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that. Give us a like, share, follow on social at Listen to the BS on YouTube, the channel at The Bailey Show. This week's Uncensored is up. It's really good. If you want to know what uh, regretfully 
perfect means. Yes, regretfully perfect. Regretfully perfect is what I am. I'll explain it all in the podcast. All right. uh, Up next is Mickey. And then 3 o'clock, it is the Abe Cannon Show. Like I said, have a great, safe weekend. If all goes well, we'll talk to you Monday at 6 a.m. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening, not anymore. The BS.